This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Opie is here, and his show starts now. Sticks Renegade. For Burt Kreischer, who uh, is a man of his word, he came back today. Of course. Bert. I had so much fucking fun yesterday. Yeah. I, was, I, I told, uh, I, I was out until like three in the morning. I was just bubbling. I haven't been, I, I don't, when I come to New York, I kind of just, I've been doing like travel channel stuff and staying in my hotel and doing dinners. Yeah. I haven't done like the comic swing in a long time. I ended up nice. in the stand last night. Oh, I've fucking closed that thing with Ari and Big J. Just, oh, I had a fucking blast so, yesterday. So you've been That's partying fun. ever since the Tito's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 and with that, I say uh, good afternoon to Chris Stefano as well. Yes, who's uh, joining us. And I, I told Chris right off the bat, Chris, if you don't have a time traveling story, then get the <laughs> fuck out. I got nothing because this shit gets weird. What now, do you mean man. time traveling? Like he believes in time travel. Okay. Okay. His daughter believes in tri- uh, time traveling. Like that, you can go back in time. And back and forth. We can jump through the wormhole anywhere we want to go. I actually don't believe in death. I believe in time travel. Strong. Interesting. Yeah. So that's I, the jumping off point when you die? Oh, yeah. Well, when you die, it's just time travel. I actually believe that you died a number of times. You've just time traveled out of that moment. Like, I was in a car crossing through McDill in Florida when I was, like, we were kids. I was probably 21. And we were hammered. This girl was driving. She was younger. And she f- spun out. The car spun. Yeah. Like, dodged a car, spun, yeah. and then righted itself and kept going straight. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's fucking time travel. Yeah. <laughs> I died that day and I time traveled out of that moment. <laughs> All right. That's great. That makes sense. That's fucking great. Julie Homan was the driver. Uh, <laughs> fucking Julie. And Chris, did, you didn't know that song, huh? I didn't know that song, uh, but it, it started out great and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I was trying to Shazam it, but I still got sauce on my fingers from my chicken sandwich. <laughs> so my thumb kept slipping off and then it wouldn't it wouldn't unlock. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a classic one man. yeah that goes way back dude that was a good one man who like that sticks renegade oh. oh sticks little tommy shaw action sticks to find i don't know any sticks oh seriously why well, the only time i've ever heard of the band sticks is when adam salem mentions it in the movie big daddy <laughs> <laughs> chris how old are you 32 i oh, should know shit, sticks. i'm 10 years older than you yeah but i should know there's guys 10 years younger than me that know i never um he didn't grow up with, i didn't grow rock, up with music with rock nah I grew up with uh, my. I was in the car with my grandpa a lot, so I know a lot of Frank Sinatra and Connie Francis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. So, I, I know the Beatles because my sister was cranking it. Yeah. In her room, in between, yeah. you know, being sad because you know my mom might have uh, done some things to her. <laughs> <laughs> I came in through the bathroom window. Oh boy, was her room her escape oh. uh, from uh, from her stepmother? Really, classic stepmother stuff. Yeah, man, fucking stepmother. She got it. she got it way worse than the rest of us. Oh, my daughter's stepmother is going to be cool. Yeah, well, when I meet her, I haven't met her yet. <laughs> you haven't met her yet. <laughs> I introduce my wife as my first wife all the time. Nice. <laughs> so wait, so your your wife is not your kid's mom? No, she's my wife. I just didn't introduce her as my first wife. Oh, I see. I go. This is my first wife. Yeah, this is my first wife. That's yeah. great. Did you see the video? We 
posted? Dude, I watched the crying one and yeah. I was howling laughing. I sent it to my wife and she goes, yeah. I, it says Bert crying. And she goes, you did not watch The Time Traveler's Wife. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't watch The Time Traveler's Wife. And you begged me not to. It was. Uh, but I had to go there, man. Touching. Someone told me I'm like a drug dealer. I'm like, ah, come on. Just let that. My favorite moment little, of the whole thing was taste. that you, because I know, I mean, I, I know you in radio like, yeah. I, and I know you. Yeah. And I was like, and you were like, come on, let's do it. And in my head, I'm like, this is going to get fucking weird. Right. And because I know what's going to happen. And so I look at Sherrod and Sherrod's like, do it. Sherrod has no clue. Brothers do not, are not cool with white dudes crying. If you look at that whole video, he just has his back to me going, listening to me, just going, damn, damn. Dude. Well, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I got to find something really. Familiar. No, I was saying it's, he, that's what he does. Opie. I remember yeah. one time, uh, like six months ago when he had, he had, um, pieces of animals in here to eat. Like he, you could eat like a, a bull dick or like a bull eye. And I was like, I don't want to eat. And he was like, what's the worst can happen? Just eat a bull eye. Yeah. So I took a bite out of it, threw up, had a mouth <laughs> ulcer for a fucking month. <laughs> yeah. My tongue was numb. And then he's like, come on. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> don't be a pussy. I fucking, oh. yeah, it was the worst. I, oh. I, I tweeted, uh, Sherrod's, uh, line while you're bawling. And my wife, by the way, she saw the video. She goes, I think he's holding back. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, Bert trying to hold back from really just blubbering. Uh, if you haven't seen the video yet, just follow oh. us on Twitter, Opie Radio, Opie Show. Opie Show. We're, we've tweeted out a bunch of times already today. This is um, great. But Sherrod's line, uh, when you were in full blubber mode, he goes, this nigga face all wet. <laughs> it was, my face was soaking. It, my cheeks were soaking. No, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to, I wanted to just point and laugh at you, yeah. but it was so serious. Oh. I'm like, I don't know how he's going to take it if I point and laugh at him right now as oh, he's crying his eyes out. I, he might get up and try to hit me. This, this even beats to me. This beats when Mike Bachetti cried at the end of Frosty the Snowman. I don't know. I don't have a good video of that. That's, we, but we this is better. Do. Yeah. Uh, what, Paul? Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, he, he cried. He gets upset at Frosty the Snowman. And he starts screaming at the magician. <laughs> he gets a... really mad at the magician. <laughs> yeah, for fucking with Frosty. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you serious? He's, with Frosty. <laughs> He's like, this fucking prick. <laughs> but you were here for that? No, I was listening to it oh, in okay. my car, though. Yeah, we, we sort we, of have. We, have what? we might have a video. Yeah. I just have to go back No, but Bert's is better anyway. But I just that's the only thing I could compare it to. Yeah, yeah Bert's in full just out of his mind I felt it coming on like yeah. when we were talking about it i felt it coming on and i was like i was like oh this is this is going to be a bad one because I, I get i get a like uh i'm on the f i'm like one of those guys that can get nostalgic real quick yeah like i like oh i get that like if i drive through tallahassee if i went to my old F florida state with my kids i'd cry yeah like, like little things like i want to take the girls to new york and i want to do bring them out my daughters and my wife and do like a tour of where we lived sure and our lives because yeah. my wife lived in new york for like five years i lived here for five years and just take them on a tour and i'd cry all fucking day you know why you would cry because yeah. your kids wouldn't give a fuck oh my kids right. mock me when i cry yeah, that, but i mean they would probably be like whatever dad can we can i, can I get back on my ipad my How kids. You want kids? them to be sentimental and care oh, yeah. for you, but ten and twelve. Oh, you older kids. Mike, yeah. I have a daughter. She's a year and a half. Oh, you got brand new, brand new man. Brand fucking kills new. me though when I'm on the road and stuff. I just fucking ah, her. Ah. gets better. Ah, no, you just get dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that was gonna happen. Like, Come that's on, why, that's why I was crying over uh, time traveler's wife because he feels like it's the life of a comedian. Yeah. It completely is. Yeah. If you watch that movie, you will find so many parallels in our life with their with that movie yeah. that I feel like she wrote it for a comic. Did you right. notice we left that part out of the video? What? I didn't give a fuck about the explanation. I just <laughs> yeah, wanted yeah. to get you crying. 
I gotta, I've never seen this movie. Bert, explain oh, this. i got to watch this movie. you, you, you got to listen to the show on demand or whatever when we replay it. Because Bert actually has a really good explanation why he gets so sad at this movie. Yeah. I blew all that off and said, let's get right to the cry. <laughs> it makes sense. Dude, I'm telling you. Now, I bet you. And I bet you, though, if you didn't have daughters, you wouldn't. This is like a sensitive thing that happens when you have a daughter. Like my daughter, when I left, I was in Phoenix uh, last weekend. And... When I was packing my bag, I didn't see my daughter put one of her, you know, clean diapers in the bag yeah. and uh, in my suitcase. And then when I opened up the suitcase, when I got there, I saw that she had done it. I just fucking laid in my bed with her diaper and started to, like, weep wow. a little bit because I was like, I just miss her so much. But, right. I, I, you know, so I don't know. Dude, kids can cut you down. I mean, literally say things to you that you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. And you're just, and like, oh man, I was, I was telling you when we were renovating the house. Right. Do we talking about this? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, you were talking about renovating the house. We're renovating the house. My travel channel deal is in, it was like up in the air. I didn't know what was going with all on with that. Yeah. Birth Conquer hadn't done well. And, uh, and then Leanne schedules a vasectomy for me. They start tearing down the house and George, my oldest is like, they, they're supposed to move out of the room and she goes can you just give me one more night with this room right and my wife's my Fuck. wife's like no we need to get out of it today they're demoing it tomorrow and in my head i'm like it's our money we're paying fucking you sure know? like and i i go she goes you go talk to her and i go into a room and george is just like holding it together i can tell when george is about to cry she's holding it together holding it together and she just goes this is my childhood that sticker i put in the day we moved in and they'll tear it down and i'll never have that moment again oh. and she's like i don't want to grow up daddy and then hugs me and i'm just sitting on her bed holding it in holding it in yeah. and then she just looks at me and she goes you can cry daddy and i'm fucking <laughs> like sobbing my wife opens the door and is like uh shuts it <laughs> oh i know man i, I get that Fuck. I, actually uh i I went home yesterday because you guys were asking me the last time I cried. I couldn't remember, but I do have a good story. So I picked up my daughter from school a while uh, while back. She at the time she's only like three, okay, yeah. with her with her giant backpack, and yeah. you know, and all of a sudden she gets into this uh, whole thing of, uh, Daddy, uh, trees die, right? Yep. Uh, cats die, right? Yep. And she's just listing everything that dies, and then she goes, but people don't die, right, Daddy? <laughs> And I'm just, I just start, you know, bawling at that one. Yeah. Just because of the innocence of that whole thing. What'd you know? tell her? I, I'm, I, I, of course you say, yeah, people don't die. <laughs> she yeah. fucking lied. You, lie you ruined the whole day at three. You lie to them and tell them they you go to the hospital. To. That's it. They go to the doctors. Let me tell you something. You have to. But, I mean, she's listing everything that dies and then hits me with that last, right, Daddy? And the confidence, like she knows as a three-year-old that, that people, you know, in her, yeah. in her mind live forever. You know who fucked up that for me, my family? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. What'd she do? Yep. We go, uh, so Amy and I did a show together on Reality Bites Back. Right. And, uh, and so, and so my wife and Amy, ever my sisters and Amy are all really good friends. And so when we'd go out of town, we'd call Amy and say, Hey, our house is available if you want to take meetings or something. This is when she was just broke. Right. <clears throat> of course, she'd take it, stay out here, stay in our house, watch our animals, and then stay with my sisters, get high, yeah. have a good time. Nice. We had a hamster that needed shots. So we're gone for like a month. And uh, we get back, and <laughs> the hamster's in the cage, but there's a note on top of the cage just wrote, hamster's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she, she, 
I think she gave it a shot and did hit it in its spine and killed it. <laughs> she killed your hamster? Hams, hamster dead. That's all it says. The girls can't read. They're too oh young. Oh, my God. Hamster dead. So Where we, was the hamster? It's just in the cage. Oh, my God. She's a terrible she, person. Yeah, she goes, hamster dead. So, like, I think she told Leanne before we were coming in, you know, to drop off the keys. But that's the note I see. Yeah. And so we go, I'm drunk because we just flew in. And so we go downstairs to bury the hamster. And my daughters are almost like, they're like flippant. Yeah. They're like, yeah, not a big deal. Right. And uh, they're making jokes. And Leanne's like, hey, guys, this is whatever princesses. Come on, we're burying princess. And they're like, it'll be fine. We'll see it again. Right. And Leanne's like, no, the hamster died, girls. And they're like, what does that mean? And they're like, died. Like, do you remember your your fish? Remember how your fish died? They're like, no, 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 no. Our fish is at the hospital with, with grandma. And they're like, oh, grandma's dead too. And they're like, grandma's dead? Hold on, what's dead? And like, you'll never see it again. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Pop-Up is at the hospital with grandma. And they're like, yeah, Pop-Up's dead too. Oh my God. And in it, one moment, it piled it all on everyone realized that they're fucking, that what death was. And I, I'm just sitting there going, fucking Schumer. She couldn't have just given this thing the shot the proper way. Or, or go get another hamster. Everyone yeah, yeah. knows that trick. The fuck. I got, uh, if my wife's listening with the kids, please turn off the radio. Please turn off the radio. Um, I got, I got two dead hermit crabs and I, I don't, and I, and I, I don't have the heart to tell the kids because like my daughter thinks, you know, Oh you yeah. Know, and all you have to do is paint their shells the same. Well, so, you know, they went underground. <laughs> And they went underground and never came up. They were shedding, but they both died underground. So I, I've been I've been telling the kids that they're still underground shedding, oh. and I'm still trying to figure out when I do the old switcheroo. But every time I go to the pet store and, and see the new hermit crabs, they see the shells. Yeah. So they're they're smart enough to know like, wait, daddy, we saw that sh- you know we saw that hermit crab yesterday at the pet store because that's one of our things. We go to the pet store a lot just yeah. to you know kill time. But I got two dead hermit crabs, and I and I have to switch them out of there's no fucking way i'm telling them they're dead they got they got names and everything and they and they talk about them we've gone through so many siamese fighting fish like uh, probably 10 each yeah there was a one time where georgia's we got back from vacation and and isla's fight siamese fighting fish was dead and isla starts crying in georgia in a weird way started like enjoying that Hers is still alive. Oh wow! And she's like, ah, mine's still alive, <laughs> and and I is making it worse. And I was really crying. And Leanne's like, hey, a little respect, Georgia. Mm. And Georgia's like, what? Like she really? It's it's a weird because I'm watching. She's like, what? Yeah. And we're like, Isla just lost her fish. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. Mm. Mine's fine. And Isla's like sobbing. So we all in the bathroom. We put Isla's in the toilet. And Isla goes, wait. This is George's fish. Oh shit! George goes what? And then looks at George and starts sobbing. And he goes, "Mine's alive! Mine's alive!" And George is there. This is not fair. That's what happens? Oh, <laughs> came back to you. See you when know, you have to look forward to Chris. You know what? It's You're in the easy stage. One and a half years. And a half. You don't have to explain shit yet. But like when you guys were talking about dead animals, I completely forgot that I did this when I was I was like eighth, maybe nine. And my cousin who lived downstairs, her rabbit died, okay? So my aunt wrapped the rabbit up and told me, she was like, can you go put the rabbit in the garbage can outside? Don't let your cousin Elena see it. She's going to come, you know, she's going to come home and I don't want her, you know, just 
do that. Do me a favor. Put the rabbit in the garbage can. So I was like, okay. So I went to go put it in the garbage can. And then this is the thought I had. I was like, you know what, though? This was my cousin Elena's rabbit. I feel like she should say goodbye to it. So, oh my, my God. Aunt Eileen. Oh, no, no. This is what I did. What this is seriously what idea. I did. This is what I really, <laughs> this is what I really did. My Aunt Eileen went out somewhere. So I kept a rabbit in the corner. Yeah. And then I put it under my cousin Elena's pillow. The a dead, dead, dead rabbit. rabbit racked up in four stop and shop bags. How old were you? I was nine. So oh, I knew right. what I, I kind of. How old was your cousin? Nine. Nine. So she went to bed that night and like, you know, tried to get comfortable. And the fucking dead rabbit was under her pillow. Like the godfather. Oh, yeah. My and they, my she God. wakes up next and all the blood's all yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, what? What? You know, my, and I, they woke me up out of bed. They were like screaming at me. I was like, I was just trying to do something nice. And my mother's like, you put a dead animal underneath your cousin's pillow? And then I remember the next day, like her talking to my dad. My dad came to pick me up and they were talking about how they think I need to go see a child psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I, I, I that's, gotta, that's twisted. It's, I was, oh. but it was but out of love. Nine. But I'm just saying, like, how little, how Bert's daughter's like making fun of the dead fish. Like, we don't right. realize, right. you know? Dude, I had an iguana. In college, named Hil- uh, Wilbury, after the traveling Wilburys. Nice. I got it a freshman year. My second sophomore year, second no, first junior year. We're living in this house. We have dogs, and apparently, my but my buddy's dog got a hold of the iguana and killed it. My buddy Fuck. Obi just put it back in the cage and didn't say anything. <laughs> and so I come in and I feel like I've killed it, and I'm like fucking really upset. I'm like, God damn, it, I have this. I've had this pet for like four years. Right. So I, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bury it. I'm just gonna cremate it. <laughs> cremate an iguana at college? I had no clue how hot you have to make it <laughs> to cremate it. I just rolled it up in newspaper, oh like God. a joint, a giant joint, and put it in the fireplace and lit it on fire. And I just sat there and I was like, there we go. And then all of a sudden, the paper just kind of goes away, <laughs> and you, you, you see this, this figure. Its lips had curled up. Its fingers had curled back. Its tail was real tight, and it's like, b- like b- fluids bubbling out of it. I'm just going, oh, this is bad. And so I try to build a fire, and it just won't burn. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I need to break it into smaller pieces. <laughs> I fucking disfigured this animal that I love so bad. And I had to bury it. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I just bury it in the first place? <laughs> Smaller pieces. I just got a shovel. I'm like, I'll cut it up and then I'll, you know, pot, like, I need yeah. to get the fluid out of it. I gotta yeah. open it up. Oh my god! I, fucking, I, I just disfigured this animal so bad. This is your beloved. Oh, oh, I had this thing for my freshman year. Oh, I take it out and it would sit on my shoulder and oh, and then I just dis. I mean, I had. I remember there was a moment where I and it was not funny at the time, but like his lips had curled back. Sure. And right. and but and just fluids bubbling out of its eyes. And oh, I was like, "Fuck!" That is hilarious. Oh. <laughs> and then I thought, I thought it, I had killed it. And then my buddy, like, was like, two days later, he's like, "You over the death of Wilbury?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, just so you know, uh, Hagen killed him." 
Right. And I was like, your dog fucking killed. I go, why would I felt shitty. I burned it to death. I disfigured it. And he was like, oh, I just, I knew you'd be upset. I didn't want to get the blame. How the fuck did the dog kill it? Just uh, one I, good bite? I think because the, sometimes the iguanas could get out of the cage. It got so big that it could bump it out of the cage if it didn't have something on top of it. Right. And it was, pl- he was playing with it. And right. he killed it, I guess, in its mouth. All right. Give me a moment to talk about HelloFresh. I love these guys. I'm simply a customer. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. You know what HelloFresh is, right? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. I decided for this live read to just uh, go through a couple recipes that I got in my last box. This one was amazing. Chicken and bacon filled ravioli with mushrooms. Plus Parmesan cream sauce and tomato. Prep time, 5 minutes. Cook time, 20 minutes. Calories, well we don't have to worry about calories on this one. (laughs) But what I love about them is the fact that everything you need for this recipe comes in the box all pre-measured, including the spices. Then the other one I got in uh, the latest box from HelloFresh. Oh my goodness, this was delicious. One pot pork and black bean chili with spicy crema and Monterey Jack cheese. Prep time, 10 minutes. Cook time, 35 minutes. And what I find really important about HelloFresh, everyone's trying to save money. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant, and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. All right, listen, if you like my podcast, you got to check it out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Love these guys. Well, how about, you know Mike Cannon, right? He's been on the show oh, a couple yeah, sure. times. Oh, yeah, sure. One time he said that he was having a party, right? And they, he was getting, his parents were on vacation. So he had all these people come over and they were, you know, putting beer in the dog bowl, getting it high, whatever. Wakes up the next morning, dog is dead. Dog is completely dead, like family pet. So he's like, oh, shit. He's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So his parents all of a sudden come home. They come home like early. He's like, what the fuck? He carries the dog outside, puts it up next to the tree, and backs the car up into the dog. To tell, to tell his dad to try to make it look like he accidentally killed the dog, and he backed up twice to do it twice. And listen to this: his dad was watching him back the car up into the dog the whole time from the window, and his dad comes around like, "What the fuck are you doing to the dog?" And he was like, "I hit him with the car." He's like, "No, you didn't. I saw you lay the dead dog and run it over twice." And then he got sent to military school for a year. For a whole year, he got sent to military school. The dog twice because he killed it with weed and beer the night before. Fucking lunatic, right? Oh man. (laughs) 
so great. Uh, Who is this guy? Mike Cannon. He's a great guy. He's been uh, on Opie Show a couple fuck. of times. He's yeah, a comic. He, he's he's twisted. Twisted Mike is, fucker. Mike is oh, twisted. Yeah, he, he's fun though. Mike is oh, all right. Well, you know, you know, Kurt Metzger. Oh, oh sure, yeah. So when this is how well, this is I, when I first started comedy, I worked the door at this place called the Boston Comedy Club. Oh yeah. And I used to hang out with Big Dan Kurt Metzger every fucking night. So one night. And, and Big J hated that Kurt Metzger had a cat. He hated that Metzger had a cat. He was like, and you know, Kurt, for those of you who don't know, grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Very sheltered, like just uh, different. So, and Kurt, and then Jay's chick got pregnant, and he's like, man, you gotta get rid of the cat. And Kurt's like, no, I'm not getting rid of the cat. I love this cat. So I, finally they split up, they moved different places. I haven't seen Jay in a while. And I see Jay and I go, so will they move out? And he's like, yeah, they moved out. I said, did, what did, uh, did Kurt find a place that could take a cat? And he goes, no. And he's and he's really upset. He goes, no. And I go, what happened? He goes, Kurt, you said he just, he just let it go. I go, let it go. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, in a story, he just let it go. I go, you can't let a cat go in a house story. Cat. <laughs> Kurt's sheltered brain just opened the door. He's like, be free. You're gone. You're one of the earth now. It's probably got no claws. It's, oh you can't my, let a house cat go oh in fucking Astoria. Yeah, my favorite. With, with those feral cats out there, it, oh doesn't, it doesn't have, have a chance. It's, at all. It's a house cat. Just right. like, what the fuck, man? Right. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and then Kurt always goes, that's not how it happened. But Jay and I remember distinctly how it that's happened. How that's how it happened. happened. But Kurt liked the cat. Kurt loved the cat. So why would he get rid of his cat? So we had this visual of Kurt doing that, like, from Annie, when she wants the dog to, get away, you stupid cat! Yeah, yeah, and the cat's just staring at him, he's like, no! I hate you! I hate you! Run away! Oh, I gotta meet Mike Cannon. Mike Cannon's a great guy. That, is, right. that might be one of my favorite Dude, he, fucking he, stories I've ever heard. And he tells it, like, fucking straight face. You know, like, you're a lunatic. Right. You're, I mean, look at him. He's a fucking psycho. There he is. Into my boy. He ran over his own fucking dog? Yeah. Oh, fucking my guy. God. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. He yeah, likes man. drinking? Oh, yeah. He gets fucking hammered. Oh, I like him already. He was one. I went to just went to his wedding uh, last month, and it was one of those weddings that you're like, this is, if I get that married, this is how weddings. it has to be, man. The bride was cool as shit, didn't, didn't put zero pressure on everybody. She was fucking mad that she had to get her makeup done. She was like, I just want a drink. <laughs> so she like came shit. out, no makeup, and she still looked beautiful, and Mike is just there on fucking acid. He doesn't even, he's turned, spinning the wrong way. Oh, to, acid for real? Mike is, he's the best. Holy fuck, his I want to party with this guy. His wife he, is he the best. He dropped acid at his wedding? Yeah. For real? Or mushrooms, I'm sorry, mushrooms. Get him on the phone. What's his number? Mike, yeah. Yeah, give it to our guys. I want to talk to Mike if he went to his own wedding on mushrooms. I fucking love this that's, guy. That's strong. Ask him if he wants to start doing the road with me. <laughs> uh, oh, you want his number? Chris, you want to they, call him? Yeah, we'll call, yeah, we'll oh. call him. Oh. They want to know if you're going to Edmonton anytime soon, Chris. Uh, I hope to. I just came from House of Comedy in Phoenix, um, so that's the same owner. Any fans out there? We did have fans out there. There All were 15 right. people at every show, and eight of them were Opie fans. So, right. thank right. you. We, we got to start somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that Edmonton is one fucking fantastic room. I've never been yeah. to Edmonton. Uh, it's one. It might, I'm not even joking. It might be one of the best road clubs yeah. in the world. It Why? Is. What makes it so good? <laughs> Low ceilings, spread out perfectly, like fanned out. Like, right. like when, like you want a club to be like not too deep, yeah. but go off on the sides and go deep to the right and the left. Just one of the and just low ceilings and thunderous. And man, you guys Edmund, love low ceilings. Edmonton, that's the best. The people in Edmonton are fucking. There's they're like 
cool as shit. They're they're all hardworking, rich as fuck, love to party, big trucks, love toys. They're I love Edmonton. Why are they rich as fuck? Gas up there, oil. Oil? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Texas of Canada. Ari called me. He goes, "If you're going, bring two suitcases of shirts." I go, "No, that's I bring a lot." And he goes, "No, no, no, double what you're bringing." I was like, "I'll be fine. I brought my normal order. I sold out of shirts before the late show Friday." Wow. Wow. What kind of yeah. shirts you got? Anything I, good? I, yeah, go to my website. Well, what? Uh, BertBertBert.com. I got my machine shirt. Is I, 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 We only have three guys that work on this show, and one's calling uh, Mike Cannon, so we're, <laughs> we're, we're short right now, so I can't check out your website. I have one that's my, my face in Russian propaganda art. It says, I am the machine. I think I sent oh, you yeah. one. I sent you one. I, I would wear that shit. Uh, I got another one that I drew called Fat Shaming is Real. It's me as a fat mermaid. Right. Um, I got a shirt from the time I fought a bear that says Marshmallow, but it's a bear's face. Nice. And I got a bunch. I got a bunch of cl- merch. Where do they go? BurtBurtBurt.com? Yeah, go to BurtBurtBurt.com, but I think it's been hacked, so it might be midget yeah. porn. Well, when the fuck midget are you going to get your website I told back? My, I told my, I, every time I pull it up on my phone, it comes up fine. But everyone says when they Google it, midget porn comes up. Midget porn? Yeah, type in Burt Kreischer and just see what comes up. Naked uh, cowgirls, what, what is vagina kokobaki? <laughs> is that your website? Yeah, yeah go to Click it. Yeah, click it. BurtBurtBurt.com is uh, not working right now. <laughs> that can't be good when you have an hour special coming out. <laughs> Maybe everyone's everyone's hitting your website right now for the t-shirts. Yeah, that's what, I'm probably exactly what it is. Uh, Bert's uh, got a special on Showtime coming up November oh, nice. 11th. Showtime is a fucking nice place to have a special you now. Think? That changed yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco's uh, whole career. Dude, I just watched one of the videos he put on uh, yeah. on uh, Instagram. Yeah. You know, he had me fucking howling, laughing. Funny motherfucker, He's, man. There you go. There's my website. Yeah. All right, it popped oh, it back ain't up. Point. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the good. Oh, November third, your birthday's coming up. Yeah, Ooh. I turned forty four. Wow, uh, you don't look it. Yeah, all those, oh, those t-shirts are all right. Yeah, those are good t-shirts. And by the way, I also have my t-shirts at christycomedy.com. I have one t-shirt for sale at the Hungarian flag penguin. It it it, it, it sells very well. It sells very well. I I just it sells very them. well. Bert's she got a lot better shirts, but I so have a shirt. What makes that uh, Instagram video so funny, Bert? You it's can't a, just say that. It's a good joke. It's uh it's about uh marrying a Jewish chick, and he's just like. He's like, uh, is the, hey, I love the way he does it. Like, what I love about Sebastian's comedy is he incorporates his dad, and his dad is a great, yes. a great comic voice. Like, he told his dad when he was a kid, I'm just doing his bit, but he's told his dad when he was a kid he wanted a dog. He goes, yeah, the neighbor's got a dog. Go down the street and pet that dog, then come back and mow the lawn. Like, yeah. he just love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. the voice of his dad makes me laugh. Very cool. Yeah, he's good. Uh, we're trying to get Mike Cannon on the phone. We'll yeah, see I, te- I texted him, too. He may be in a, his. He finally has an opportunity to be on the radio show. Well, he's at he that point. Drop everything. He's at that point in his career. Now where he's just starting where to get he wants some to things. Kill himself? Well, no, he was, but now he's starting to get some things popping. Oh. So he's always in like a meeting. Oh, okay, or like he'll always be like, "I'll text you back in 10 <laughs> I'm like, "Shut up, homo." <laughs> the meeting stage. What's going on in his career? <laughs> no, well, he. I think he's he's um he's just got you know new a lot of new opportunities. He's got you know he's involved in I think pilot thing with VH1, and then he's yeah. going nice. to get on the Colbert show. All right, yeah. So he's one of those things are happening for him. One of those guys, yeah. Uh, also dude. today on the show, Jim Brewer might be checking in because he might have chicken pox. Oh, wow. That's dangerous at this age. Didn't we talk about that last week yes! with him? And so he has it. Yeah, did you get your fucking shots? The flu shot? No, the chicken pox shot. I got chicken pox when I was a kid, so I'm immune. But, I mean, he must have had chicken pox when he was younger. He said he did not. What was he talking about? Like, his kid had it? or His kid had it, and then he was saying he was... Uh, what, Paul? His kid had to get the shots. Yeah, well, now he's got it. 
But yeah. what does it turn into if you're older? It turns shingles. into shingles. Yeah, which sucks. They say that wait, sucks. Brewers got fucking chicken pox. No, 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 which no, would no. be we, shingles. No, no, we don't know that officially. He's Brewers at, got chicken pox. He's at the doctor's office he right now, and he, want, and he wants to call in. Especially Tim Brewer is contagious, especially if he has chicken pox. He forgot we did radio on Wednesday. He forgot he had a theater show on Saturday. Remember, he had yeah. no idea that he was at the Tarrytown Music Hall. Yeah, we helped I'm like, him how out. How did you just forget that? He was going to blow off a theater show. He had no if idea. It wasn't for me and Chris. He was going to go to L.A. and just fucking have all his fans wait in there. Mm. All right, I don't think Mike Cannon's going to call. Well, maybe a little later. Yeah, yeah, I texted him. He's in a meeting because we only have meeting. We only have Bert till four, and then he's got to like do a classic rock hour or something. You ready, all right. you ready my, to do that? Oh, oh, yeah. Did he change up any of your songs? No, no. I got my list all perfect. All right. Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text from Mike. Yeah. I'm filming a movie right now. Wow. Should I call back? Uh, what, do you, what, <laughs> what do you mean? Jesus. Jesus, Mike. Filming a movie? Tell I him. thought I was the one with the career. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fast texter. I can't text. Yeah, you fast. text like it's an that, age thing because yeah. he texts like uh, like all the kids do right. with two hands. Uh, I I'm a one-hand texter. One, just or like I, my big, fat, stupid thumb getting in the way. Yeah. Messing up my uh, my tweets and my text messages oh, all fucking the time. Yes. What are the odds you'd be wearing the exact same shirt in that picture and today? Oh, that was today. No, that was today. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh we forgot to talk <laughs> about him. Fucking babe. All right, so we, uh, <laughs> I'm a huge Bublé fan. So, what are the odds you'd be wearing this shirt? <laughs> so we walk, uh, we walk from upstairs where I have like an empty office, but right. I finally got chairs in there. Nothing, nothing else because I got to share the no. office with a whole bunch of fucking assholes. People that come up to New York for the day, they get this office. That's the that's what they think of me these days. <laughs> they give me an office that is a shared office with everybody else in the company. Yeah. So when they come to New York for a couple days, that's their office. So if right. they're not, if if no one else is using this place, I get to go in there and hang out for a little while because I have nowhere else to hang out. I went over that last week. We don't have to do that again. So then we're coming downstairs and I see uh, Buble. So I just scream out, "Boo!" Yo, boobs! <laughs> yeah. And three people turn around and give me a horrendous, dirty look. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. That's weird that you can't just recognize people in these hallways. I know. There's a weird energy it's around I call here. call them boobs. But he loved no. it. When I went, to, then I, I said, you know what? I'm going to go take a picture with him. And so that's I, when I went, faggot. Faggot. <laughs> 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 I still haven't met you yet. Um, I walked up to him, and I, I just go right away. I was like, who's your favorite hockey team? Because I was wearing the Islander stuff. And then, yeah. he goes, and then he goes, Vancouver. And I was like, nice. And then I was like, can I get a picture with you? And then he took the picture. And I was like, you should come on and do the open. Show and then some guy, you know, from Sirius was like, No, 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 you wouldn't like that show. I was like, Yes, he would. And then some lady was like, Yeah, he would be great on the Opie show. I was like, You'd be great. Right. And then he said he can't make it. And then I was on my phone trying to show him that I actually am a real fan. Like, I got his yeah. music downloaded. Yeah. And then he fucking was like, why are you looking at your phone? Like, he got mad at me. Right. I was like, no, I'm just trying to show you I like your music. And then he got pulled away. So I think Bublé thinks I'm a dick, even though I'm a big fan. So his, so his people don't want him to be on our, our I don't know if it was here. his guy. It may have been his guy. I don't and know. And you're a fan? I love Bublé. Dude, every time I go through a breakup, that means it's Peter Grigio and Michael Bublé. That means, you're, get through. that means you're a fan of the ST uh, speech impediment. What's that? He's got a speech impediment? Oh, go ahead, Eric. Tell the people instead of telling me. Uh, Eric's getting all mad at me. What happened? Because they, they had a huge segment where they destroyed him for having a speech impediment during a Christmas special. <laughs> you did? Yes. Bublé? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't like to show up. <laughs> what, what was the one song? World on a String? I got the world on a string. String. I, Shut up. I'll find oh, the song. Oh, when you hear it, Bert, you'll never unhear it. 
But you, uh, I'll find the song. Oh, Bert, the let me fucking turn you on to let something. Me hear it, let me hear today. it. I'll find the song, but uh, he's got a lim- limited amount of time. Mike Cannon's on the. All right, go find uh, World on a oh, we got Thing. I forget he's a busy he man. He's <laughs> filming a movie. Mike Cannon, how are you, buddy? Been a while. I'm good, dude. I, I know, man. How you doing? Good. What movie are you you filming? Um, it's an indie movie, so you know we'll see if it goes anywhere besides Pornhub or something. All right. Well, <laughs> well we got uh, Bert Kreischer and, of course, Chris DiStefano in studio. And Chris said he went to your wedding very recently, and you were at your own wedding on shrooms. I need to know if this is true. Listen, I didn't do <laughs> I didn't do full mushrooms, but I did do quite a few edibles and a couple bumps of coke. So I thought you weren't mushrooms. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it just got better. Don't worry, scrap the mushroom story. <laughs> some edibles and some bumps of coke. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, I was being pulled in several different directions. I really couldn't tell what was what, and I missed my favorite goddamn song too. I was furious. What what, what song? <sighs> I don't know. What is that? Sia and Sean Paul. Bidabong bong. Whatever song that is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. It was your moves. I was telling you you were the best wedding ever and that Nicole was great because like she was getting her makeup done and just wanted to drink and have fun and That's she was fucking I, mad. This is why I need yeah, to she know. Got so, she got so fired up she started doing push-ups in the middle of a dance circle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Bert loves you. Oh, do you guys bumps. want a double date? <laughs> Bert Absolutely, man. You. I'm a huge fan of Bert's, by the way. I read his book and everything. Fuck. I love Bert. I'm a big fan of yours and we just met. I fucking love you. Dude, you guys got to do the road together. Somebody Holy will die. Holy shit, man. So here's the deal. So uh, family dynamics. Who who gave you the edibles and who gave you the Coke? That's what uh, I need well, to know. Everybody, get, everybody gave me edibles because I'm a huge pot fan, so I was just eating them constantly. Yeah. And uh, then at one point, I think after my sixth tequila shot in the first hour of our reception, somebody was like, you need to wake up a little bit. So then I shot to Jupiter on a couple key bumps. <laughs> you need to wake up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then I just remember yell singing for the rest of the night. It wasn't very melodic, but it's certainly passionate. Yeah, dude. Oh, great. Mike's Mike a great guy. Hey, what's a, I want to see a picture of his wife. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been with your wife, man? Uh, on and off since we were 10 years old. No kidding. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Since they were 10? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, now this time, the, our first, uh, our official date of getting back together is when the Giants beat the Pats to make them go 18 and 1. So that was, uh, by far the best night of my life. Oh, this might be the, one of the, <laughs> one of the best bros you could ever fucking have. He's the be- Dude, he's been, he's been, he's day one. Me, Mike and I met literally the first day I was doing comedy. I bet I got yeah. I, I fucking got Dimitri Martin, yeah. and you got Mike <laughs> I Cannon. I got fucking Mike Cannon. <laughs> fucking Dimitri's like, yeah, dude. You want to go to a museum today? Yeah, no, dude. He does. He does smoke so much and party so hard. His hair is full blown gray. He's twenty nine years old. He's got gray fucking Richard Gear hair, <laughs> just from full blown party. Mike Cannon. Mike Cannon's got gray hair, salt so, and pepper. So you went gray since the last time I saw you. Yeah. Dude, I, I mean, I've been graying since I was like twenty, twenty-one. But uh, yeah, it's you know stressful. Living. That's his wife. There's Nicole. That's his wife. Yeah. All right. Beautiful shut girl. The fuck up. There and you go. Mike's doing and, all right for and himself. And Nicole, Nicole is um a cousin of uh the late great Mike DiStefano. Oh, I didn't know Comedian. that. Yeah. Are you yeah. Serious? yeah. 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 Mike used to do the show Mike all the time. Mike used to do the show all the time. So there's a, another connection there. Loved Mike. Yeah. Yep. Ah, very good. Now you just brought us all down. Now I'm thinking what? about Mike. I know, but I was, yeah, they went to fucking Bali. Where'd you go for your honeymoon? So, the, in Monkey Town? We went to Bali. I was going to do mushrooms in Bali, but I did. But they told us that they have like this lawless island called the Gilly Islands where there's no hospitals, no police, no anything. 
but uh, they don't they don't sell weed, but they do sell mushrooms. And I asked around, and they said some of them are good. It's like a three hour trip, and then others they dip them in acid, and you might be gone for sixteen straight hours. So I was like, well, I'll pass. Like you would pass on that. I'll, I'll pass on that opportunity. You, you would definitely pass uh, on acid's that. maybe the most, one of the most scary fucking drugs I've ever done in my life. I'll, acid, ne- yeah. I'll never I, do acid again. What, what? I don't want to be in a Balinese prison seeing God. What, what, you know, what, what, what made acid so scary to you? To me, I've yeah. never done acid. I've done a, I've done high dosage of mushrooms. That's what they say. The acid, man. That's the, that's your connection to the to the aliens, bro. No, no, no. That's just that's a, the connection I'm doing to the aliens. Ten hours of you not being able to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing DMT in a couple of weeks. Okay, oh. hold on. Have you? Ha- okay, you got to listen to this. I'm, I might be fucking this up. I think it's it's not Ryan Stout. Shit. It might be Ryan Stout does ass does DMT with Shane Moss on a podcast, yeah, and it's oh, one of shit. the fucking craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Oh really? shit! Yeah, I'm yeah, 100% yeah. Who are you gonna do it with? Shane too. Do, do you know Shane? Yeah, I, I've, I've met him before, and I listen to his stuff. It's great, dude. F- hook up with Shane and do DMT. He's like a fucking guru for that shit. Uh, and yeah, how I was doing this? it with my buddy, who's a shaman. He married us, actually. Jesus yeah, Christ! He got married by a shaman. Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah. How do you forget that? How do you leave that out? I don't know because he was on coke. It was. Well, the how do you forget the shaman? The guy comes in on an elephant and hops off, and he's like, "I'm here to marry you." Oh, that's right. He got married by a, sh- uh, a, sh- a fucking shaman. shaman. Uh, how long is the DM? I and I had a buddy that read uh, the lyrics to "Thunder in Your Heart" from the BMX movie Rad. Nice. So that was pretty. Yeah, that, that was, was a special moment. That was fun. Too. Hey, did parents come to this wedding? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my wife's dad, who she doesn't necessarily even talk to all that much, wasn't uh, wasn't the biggest fan. Yeah, he's a dick. That guy, I'll say that. Really? Yeah, yeah he's he was a just, giant. He was just one of those face. guys that he was like, eh, you know, like trying to like talk down to Mike, like you married my daughter. Blah, 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 blah. Let's let's uh, let's just put things in perspective. Yeah, he's married to a guy that's on a uh, bunch of edibles and doing coke, right. screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Who thought it was a good idea to have a, sh- a, a shaman, shaman marry his daughter? <laughs> this idiot's married my kid. Looking for mushrooms, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the family, Marty Mike. Just wanted to be like, I hope you know I've been fucking your daughter since she was. That should have been part of the best man speech. (laughs) How sick is this, too, Mike? I've never been at a wedding where the best man did a speech. You know, people, the maid of honor did a speech, and then an hour later, Mike, the fucking groom, did a speech. He did a 15-minute speech on drugs drugs Wow! to the family. That is a great way. And I made a reference to Nicole fingering my ass. That didn't 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 land. But it was was great, though. (laughs) It didn't land. (laughs) The comics, were we were dying, but her family was in shock. Well, I would imagine. Where did you grow up, Mike? They would be. What did you say? Where did you grow up? Uh, Rockland County, New York. Okay. You still doing that? Yeah, so podcast? right here, Levity Live. You still doing the podcast with the conspiracy guy? Inside the rabbit hole. No, we just ended that, actually, because that guy was a nightmare human being. So we're uh, we're kind of regrouping, and me and the shaman are going to do our own thing. All right. Yeah. And a DMT trip, how long does that uh, last? Like 15 minutes? Is that the one that's Yeah, quick? like 15 Earth minutes. 15 Earth minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so it could seem like anyone, a lot longer because I think anyone can handle a 15 minute trip. Uh, no, Opie. <laughs> no. <laughs> listen to this podcast and you listen to them do DMT. Yeah. 
And it and you're never it, the same after that. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you, no, no, you come out totally fine. But I will tell you, in listening to it, I had a panic attack listening to it because you hear him doing <laughs> real guttural, like, and Shane's like, "Hey, man, close your eyes, close your eyes, man, close your eyes, close your eyes. Don't fight it, don't fight it." You can hear him fighting it. Right? Oh, is my it? God. Check to see if it's DMT and Shane. Oh, who's is this? It? Uh, I don't know. Is it Ryan Stout? I want to say it might be Ryan Stout uh, with Ryan. Isn't Singer? that what happened with Rogan and Stanhope? Didn't Rogan say that Doug started foaming from his mouth and was the only slippery moment he's ever had with it? I don't know. I don't know. But it's, Rogan's a big proponent of DMT. Like that. Yeah. What no. do you What do you get from the DMT? You just see like what? Ryan Singer. It's Ryan I mean, Singer. It's, it's Ryan Singer. It's the ultimate uh, hallucinogen. It's the most uh, powerful and also one of the most illegal. But uh, it's uh, you know it gives you the answers, I suppose. Yeah. The answer. Find, see if you can find that clip in there. And it's towards, like, you can just start skipping through. It's it's And and I'm telling you right now, if you hear the audio on this podcast, you'll be like, holy shit, right. I might second. Like, but then he comes out and he's like, it was fucking amazing. Really? But wow. yeah, you go to a different place. So wait, DMT is the chemical that's released right before you die? Yes. Yeah. That's what and that also that's during REM sleep, straight from your pineal gland. Nice. It's amazing that like nice. that that I mean I I would have definitely done that if I was in, if I was running when I was in college I would have definitely done it. Right. We did everything. Right. Yeah. But you're not going to do DMT now. <laughs> I won't do anything anymore. I, t- I took mushrooms one time on accident, not on accident. I did it on purpose. But I I was a, an adult. It was uh, me and I won't I won't say names, but like the, Billy Gardell, Pete Corielli, and we all. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. We were. But I did take mushrooms, and I didn't realize there was a third show in Dallas. Was it a different experience? It bit, being older. It sucked because I was like it. A massive, overwhelming sense of responsibility landed on yeah. me, and okay. I was like, I was like, oh, I fuck, man. I'm responsible for people. Yeah. Like I'm really, I'm responsible. Like yeah. my brain is the only the way I make money, and here I am fucking with it. Yeah. And I was like, and yeah. Pete Corelli, Corelli just grabbed me. He's like, bro, we'll go to the fucking piano bar. We'll think, think Billy Joel. It's gonna be fun, man. Drink it away. And I was like, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And we just had a great time. Oh, so you were able to get I was, out of that? I was able to get mindset. out of it. Yeah, but I, uh, I'm just wondering because I I did mushrooms when I was in my early 20s. I, I wonder if it would be a, a different experience when you're older. Ari gave us all mushroom. I maybe I shouldn't say this never mind <laughs> you want everyone just to forget what you said <laughs> i definitely shouldn't say this i know what you just yeah, heard yeah. people but ari ari is always finding mushrooms and and he he gave some from to me and my wife and he was like you guys sh- you guys should use these and right. have fun and and i was like so a guy took him home i was like babe i got mushrooms for me and you and she's like yeah we're throwing them fuck away oh really and she's like those are not sitting in our fucking she house she wasn't gonna entertain so them. i just gave the them somebody idea. else yeah Anything doing else? them with your wife though is one of the more similar powerful things you could do i remember i kissed the bed once and then i did them the next morning with my girl and uh, we just laid on the barren mattress and just realized that we were you know meant to be it was fantastic yeah no, my wife would be like, "We need to clean this house." <laughs> I would, I wouldn't mind doing ecstasy with my wife. Yeah. yeah, she'd never do it, but I would love to do ecstasy with her. Yeah. See, I'm, a, I'm a, I've never done a drug, but every girl I've ever been with has done a drug, and now I feel because I have a kid, I can't do a, a drug. Yeah, it's until too they're 18, so I feel fucking always left out of these conversations. Like anytime Mike does mushrooms, or because he like goes deep into the woods by himself and does mushrooms, like I want to do that shit. You, I want to go with him, but I just feel like I can't. You should start with a clonopin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are really fun. I, you should start with a Tylenol PM. You should start, <laughs> you're, you're right. You should start with some Nyquil. <laughs> 
Mike, right, what fellas, point I you actually got to get back to this oh, thing. Mike, oh, Mike, you're a big shit. star. All right, God, send well, me I dick know, pics later. Hey, Mike, the, right. the offer's open to both of you guys. If you're ever in L.A. and you want to do my podcast, please, please, please. The, it's an open invite. I'll be in L.A. Dude, November 9th to the 23rd. Chrissy, give him my number. I will. I will. I'll give it to him. All right. I just cool, met Michael man. Buble, by the way. I met Michael Buble, so you know what that fucking dream just came true. You know about oh him. Oh, my God. Did you breathe Pinot in his face? Yes, I did. Pinot Grigio and Michael Jesus Buble. Christ. He fucking knows. My boy, that's how I get through you every really breakup. You really like him. Dude, I fucking, all I do is rip Sutter home and listen to Still Haven't rip Met You Yet. Sutter home. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what well. I do. Well, I'm going to turn Bert Kreischer onto the uh, the speech impediment today. Okay, oh, please. let's hear it. All right, Mike Cannon, thank you, buddy. I'll see you later, Mikey. All right, thank you, guys. All right. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, right on. Good call from Mike. Uh, Eric, Fuck, you, you got the song? Yeah, man. What happened, Eric? How you He's doing dead. that? Did you find it? I'm right here. Oh, you got the song? Yeah, Did you find one it? Yeah, second. Not yet. All right. I got to turn uh, Bird onto this before he leaves us at around 4 o'clock or so. <laughs> that, it's in part two. It's definitely in part two. You're on part one right now. All right, and he's trying to find the. Uh, yeah, it, I was in a car. It was riveting. Right. Ryan wow. Singer. It's not Ryan Stout. I don't. Ryan Stout does not do DMT. Ryan Singer does DMT with Shane Moss, and I'm telling you, it. I was, I was with my assistant. We were in the car, and I just we were both of us were staring at each other like, holy shit! shit. All right, fucking crazy. Uh, we'll find a piece of that. Uh, Eric, go ahead. All right, this is. Uh, I got the world on a string. I've got the world on a string. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never unhear that. Oh, you should have oh, taken a selfie with him. <laughs> hey, real quick, Bublé, you mind if we take a selfie? <laughs> Are you from Barcelona? <laughs> is, that, your, is that your polyester? <laughs> there's your boy, Chris. That's my fucking boy. Open the oh. door so I can yell boobs again. Yo, boobs! I asked him what size waist. 32 for the people. 32. Yep. I was thinking more like a thirty-one on thirty-two uh, on the boobs. Yeah, it's not. That's a European. Yeah. Uh, can you can you start the song from the beginning? No, no, no. I just like that. It's even better to hear the build. To up. hear the build. Because everything right. else is good. Because he nails every it, other. He ass. nails every other word. The intro is way too long. That's okay. Why we have a cut here. All right. Uh, but play it out from there. Then uh, do it again. But yep. play it out. Here we go. Because everything else is great. I've got the world on a string. <laughs> I'm sitting on a rainbow. Got that string around my finger. I've got the world on a string. That can't be real. Because he, he doesn't sound like that in his other songs. Oh, yes, he does. Ah, no. Yes, he does, bro. Yeah, I still haven't put on, met you yet. Hang on, hang put on, on. number 10 on that album, Thuffer and Thuck Bash. Hang on, because. We've done hours on this. And we'll you put, will never unhear that, my friend. We'll we just put, fucked up Buble for you. We'll put that old bit on the on the podcast for this week. How do yeah. you become a big. That's like. He's he, he's enormous. And, and he can't say. He can't say. You know what? What? No, because I when I asked him what his favorite team was, he he did say the Canucks. Vancouver <laughs> 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 Canucks. Can you do the Can you do the string one again, please? I've got the world on a string. <laughs> so I'm funny. On a rainbow. <laughs> Fucking boobs. Got that string around string. my string. This is sadly going to be in my rotation. This will cheer me up every time I hear it. I'm telling you, it's. Do you do karaoke? Uh, yeah, I do karaoke. You should do it this. Uh, do it this way now. Really? Yeah. That would be great. Got the world on a string. <laughs> I always do Creed. Why did you pick that song to sing? Creed. No, no, oh. I'm just saying uh, that song by Buble. He, he can sing. He can sing anything. How about you avoid singing? Yeah. <laughs> I got the world on a piece of rope. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. A little piece of yarn. <laughs> uh, thread. He would probably have a tough time with thread too, right? Yeah. <laughs> thread. It's just yes, yeah, but more S. S's. I can't believe that. Oh, I'm so happy I turned you on to that. Oh yeah, that's gonna cheer me up. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. Fuck. And does that fuck you up? Oh, shit. No, it bit. doesn't. But now when I listen to the song, his music, I'm gonna be looking out for the F. Mm. I can't believe that you you because I nurse a breakup very differently than you. Mm-hmm. Mine is very specific. My wife dumped me after like dating for like four months. Okay, and I was like I was fucking destroyed. And what I right. did is I took my mattress off my bed. I moved it into my ca- into my closet. Right. I brought a TV and a VCR. That's how long. No, it was a DVD player into the closet as well. Shut the door and I needed cave time. Like when right. a, when an animal gets wounded, it goes to a cave to be like, right. I'm gonna be okay. Right. And to recuperate. Yeah, to recuperate. Nah, dude. Bunch of beer, bunch of NyQuil, and Fight Club. (laughs) Me, it's it's Buble, it's it's Michael Buble, it's uh, Pinot Grigio or or White Zinfandel, some type of you know Sutter Home product, or Carlo Rossi, and then uh, yeah, and then you know a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Nice, that's what I do. You know, I got the sweets. I can handle the peanut butter. Oh, but you know what it is? I think because that's what my mom. I really think it comes from my mom. You know, I was a single mom, and every time I would like be coming up the stairs, my mom would have a boyfriend. If I saw like two or three polished off bottles of like Pinot Grigio, White Zinfandel, I knew she went through. I knew she was going through a problem. So then I think that's what I associate with now. When I'm going through a problem, I go right to the wine because that's what I saw my mother do. She was always be on her on the phone with her friend Barbara talking about why George talking is shit. talking about why George is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good God! <laughs> Did you find that DMT? Uh, yeah. God, it's all right. We're trying. Are you to, close? Uh, sitting there and sniffing like the whole time. Really? <laughs> you don't hear Shane going, open your eyes. Oh, close your eyes, man. Close your eyes. We got a guy that did DMT like uh, a few weeks ago. Nick, oh, sick. Nick in Denver. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm glad in the afternoon. I hope you guys are killing it. Oh, thanks. Man. I did it for the first time. It actually wasn't a couple weeks ago. It was back July 8th. <laughs> and, man, it was crazy. My buddy's a glass blower. So we were looking up online, like, the proper way to do it, to actually blast off and lose your shit. And he made a meth pipe, and you're, I guess you're supposed to hit it three times with no oxygen in between. So you take a full hit as much as you can, blow it out, immediately take another hit, blow it out, and take another hit. And um, during the first hit, I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, this is what my life has come to. I'm fucking smoking a meth pipe in my buddy's basement. And then after the second hit... Um, the dude, like the dude that was on the phone was talking about like 15 earth minutes. That totally makes sense because just while I was hitting it, everything slowed down and all my thoughts were really like compressed. But during the second hit, I started panicking and I kind of just lost myself and I realized how insignificant and what a piece of shit I am. And then by the third hit, I was gone. I was like out of myself and I just remember just laying back closing my eyes and all I could see was a whole different world and it's completely unbelievable and it sounds crazy um I don't know how long I was there with my eyes closed but what I saw was just like red laser lights and there were two little things they were I mean they were like living like all they were they were made of red light too they looked like mechanical elves and um, they were there, but they were just observing, and I wasn't—I didn't even really notice them until I thought about it later when I came down. But anyway, as I started coming down, this must have been like maybe five, ten minutes into it, 
I started kind of getting myself back and I opened my eyes in the same like red lights that I saw, like everything was outlined in red lights when I'd opened my eyes and closed them. And it kept, it was there. I'd close my eyes and all the red lights were there, but the lights were so detailed. There was like little, it was like looking through a kaleidoscope and it was insane. But I mean, on top of just all the visuals, you go crazy like you do on acid and mushrooms. So it's, I mean, it's like the uh, the peak of the acid high, just condensed down into like five, 10 minutes. Like, I lost my shit. Would, would, would you do way. it again? I did. <laughs> I did it again a month later, and it wasn't nearly as strong. But I, uh, I started coughing through the second hit, so I don't think I got like as good of a, you know, I didn't get as good of a high. I didn't get as much drug delivered. They say that that is the the closest thing to time travel is DMT, right? Because dude, it was. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. I apologize. It was, it was insane, and that's, I mean, it wasn't even like, I, I was going into another dimension, like, I, I don't even know what it was. it was, it's just, it's nuts, man, it was the most traumatic experience I've ever had, and it was terrifying, but it was like very, like, afterwards it was very therapeutic, because I realized, like, how insignificant I am, it just kills, it crushes your ego, and it makes you realize your, your, your little insignificant shit is nothing, all of our shit that we worry about from day to day is nothing. Don't you, don't you think scientists well, should be studying the DMT? Dude, Dude, our brain naturally produces it. Of course they should. Like, it's produced in the pineal gland, and it's released, they say, when you're born and when you die or have near-death experiences. I bet you they are studying it. Because it it seems like uh, a lot of people say you could communicate on a whole different plane, so I I think you hand that over to the scientists to try to figure that shit out. Did you guys see the spirit molecule? Like, Rogan was in that. He was, like, basically the uh, narrator. But that's based on a book, and the book goes into huge detail. They did study it where they were actually injecting people with it. So, I mean, obviously, that's like the way to just completely blast off. And they all, I mean, the big, there was a lot of things that were common between everyone's experience, but one of the biggest ones was something outside, whether it's aliens or reptiles made of light or something that's observing you. So there's something to it, man. There's some, I I talked to Shane Moss. If you haven't had Shane on, you should. He is fucking fascinating. He's really into psychedelics. He does a whole tour where he's on tour right now, and he talks about psychedelics. He's also jumped off a cliff, broke both his heels, and has kind of been hobbled from it. That's a fucking crazy story. Right. But he, yeah, he does ayahuasca. He does uh, all that shit, and he loves it. And and he's got really interesting perspectives about it. Like he, <laughs> he was like, "You should really get into it. You should try it." But I just don't. I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that brain, man. I don't, I couldn't do it. Scares you a little bit, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Nick. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Well, I was going to say, when they do the ayahuasca, they actually, they make a tea and it has something in it called the monoamine oxidase inhibitors. And that's actually old school antidepressants are monoamine oxidase inhibitors. And monoamine oxidase is this enzyme that actually breaks down DMT. That's why it's cleared so quickly, because your brain's crawling with that enzyme. So it chews up the DMT, but when they're using the monoamine oxidase inhibitors, it keeps the drug around for prolonged periods of time. I mean, I couldn't even imagine that. That's insane. I'll tell you why I can never do this, because I can't remember all these words. No. <laughs> Monomahoxanin. No, it's just called an MAO inhibitor. You can just abbreviate it MAO. Oh, oh MAO. An yeah, MAO inhibitor. You can handle that. MAOI is what they call them, dude. Yeah, right on. All right, Nick. Thank you so much, buddy. I, I, Bert's got to go. Awesome. All right. I, I got to go. I'm going to find this clip for him, so that, and I'll try to be back after I do this thing. I didn't tell you my time traveler story. What's your time traveler story? You have like two minutes? Yeah. 
All right. So we got fired from uh, radio in 2002. All right. And somewhere in between 2002 and 2004, I started seeing the number 11 a lot. Yeah, but I, I've looked it up. A lot of people see the number 11. Why are you hitting the counter? 11. I see it all the time. 11 is my lucky number. My Showtime special airs 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Keep going. Okay. So you then, got me. So then 11. I mean, I was seeing it all the time. It was starting to freak me the fuck out. And then somewhere in there, I started seeing the number nine as well. Nine, 11. Okay. But it was 11, 11, 11. And then the nine starts squeezing in there. So it seemed like every time I saw a number, it was either a nine or 11. It started freaking me the fuck out. My dad, uh, he's, he's no longer with us, but he was a pretty deep fucking person. He believed believes in the afterlife and all that shit. And uh, and he believes in near-death experience and blah, blah, blah. So I had a conversation with my dad. I'm like, this 11 thing is freaking me the fuck out. What do you think this is about? And he's, he threw an explanation out there. He's like, you know what? You were on the radio in New York. You know, 9-11 happened. Maybe maybe the, it's the people that died on 9-11 basically giving you a message like, don't fucking forget about us when you eventually get back on the radio. Because we were off the, the air for two to uh, a little over two years. All right? Yeah. So fast forward, he's fully aware of this whole 9-11 thing, 11-11-11-999-9-11-1109, it was all all the fucking time, and we discussed it a lot. Fast forward to 2004, he dies in a horrific car accident right outside the house that we were brought up in. Horrific. T-bone, dead, okay? So I go to the accident site, and I'm I'm like, you know, I lost my dad unexpectedly. I thought I'd have him another year or two, even though he had a bad heart, but he died this way in a car accident. So I'm at the at the crash scene, and there's all shit still all over the place because they don't they don't clean up everything. They clean up the big parts, but they don't clean up the little pieces of the car and stuff, right? And I'm sitting there on the side of the road, and I go, "Man, just give me a sign, man. Give me a sign that you're all right. Give me a sign, something." Because because I, I never got to say goodbye to him, which kills me to this day. So I'm looking around, I'm like, "Just give me a sign, anything. Maybe something fell out of the car. I don't know, you know." I see a a little piece of paper. Little piece of paper. I got this piece of paper. I can prove this. And I'm like, oh, what is this? So I turn it over. It's like maybe uh, two stamps that big. I turn it over and it says 911 exit check. <laughs> really? Wow. What the fuck are the odds of Obviously, I think it was like a coat check. Yeah. But it was 911 exit check at the, at the uh, accident site. Freaked me the fuck out, but also made me, you know, smile inside. Like, that he's okay. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know what I believe, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I, I think it's far-fetched, but it's pretty fucked up. But I'm at the wow. accident site going, please, you know, sh- show me a sign. And I'm looking. It's the only thing that I pick up. Everything else is just garbage. It's just trash. It's pieces of, you know, of the car and, and, and whatnot. That's fucking I sick. turn the fucking thing over. 911 exit check. That's all it fucking said. Oh, fuck. Well, I don't, I, I believe, like. You believe that shit? Well, I got into it when I was 17, like, uh, I had to get, like, pried out of a car. I got right. destroyed in a car. I didn't get hurt, actually. But I, my grandpa had died a, a year before, and he had this very specific smell. <laughs> my grandpa, like, he just was one of those guys. <laughs> right. You know, like, but it was his smell. It was like every, and we would talk about it constantly, but like, oh, that's Pop's smell. Yeah. Pops, Pops, Pops. You know, we smell you coming. It was a joke amongst our family. And when I got into that accident, the firemen said, they were like, when you... When we showed up to this, we fully expected you were dead inside this car. So they pull me out, and I swear, as soon as the car hit and the airbag deployed, 
that smell of my grandpa was everywhere. It was on my clothes. Yeah, it was it was on Fucking every. Fucking, why one of these? To the point of where my mom, you know, of course, rushes to the scene. I didn't go to even go to the hospital. Yeah. But she said, You smell just like Poppy. You smell just like Poppy. Come and I was on. like, I know. I was like, I think it's the airbag stuff. Right. And then as time went by, I was like, That was him protecting me because the fireman, because you're in the moment, you don't even know. But the fireman said, He's like, We thought we were guaranteed you were dead. <laughs> it turns out his, his grandfather just worked at an airbag department. <laughs> Made airbags. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. God, that's good. One other thing, I wish you could stay for a little, a little longer. But uh, so then my friend from LA flies in for my dad's uh, funeral in the wake. He was there for me, which was awesome, right? And then I'm driving him back to the airport. I think he was flying out of Kennedy, I believe. And we're we're flying down the road, and I see like two um, smokestacks in the distance. And now I'm joking. I'm like, ah, oh, Jay, there's the eleven again, you know? Yeah. But then we went into what the fuck is this eleven? The nine? I told him about the exit check thing. I saw the, you know, the accident site. And I'm like, what do you really think this is about? He's like, I don't know, man. But it is weird. Because he saw, like, my mom was still in the hospital from the same accident. And her numbers in the fucking hospital were popping up 11 and 9 a lot. Wow. And he even saw that. And he doesn't believe in shit. He thinks you die and that is it. And he's like, I'll be honest with you. That is pretty fucking weird, man. Because I yeah. saw it with my own eyes. That's right? fucking so insane. we're discussing it on the way to the, the airport. I see the smokestacks in the distance. It's an 11. Now we're just going for the joke. I'm like, oh, Jay, another 11. you know. And then I'm like, what do you think? it's about he goes i don't know man but that is weird at that moment a car cuts us off he has a vanity plate that says it's a clue and then takes off i go jake did you fucking see that it's a clue i swear to god that's what his fucking vanity plate fucking said i go you saw that right now we're both fucking freaking out our hair is like standing up like what the fuck are the odds of that so i try to catch up to the car because i'm like we got to make sure we just saw what we saw right could never fucking get to the car. Never, Shut I up. could never fucking. Still to this day, do you think you know what it means? Do you have any idea like what the clue is? Or I know. I mean, no. it's a clue. It, it's just weird. Fucking. It, it might have been just some dumb coincidence, you know. But, but it fucking freaked us out. It's uh, a clue on vanity. Plate. Eleven, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. When they called me about my special, they're like, they gave me a bunch of dates, and then they pulled it all, and they go, "It's just going to happen on November 11th." And I immediately was like. Fuck that's yes, eleven eleven. Eleven eleven. I, I, I always put when I was on Cowhead's cruise, yeah. I put fucking twenty bucks on eleven, it fucking hit. Nailed well, it. No, I lost a little bunch before that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're outside the studio, they gotta drag right. out of here, oh, it shit. sucks. But we're not gonna forget eleven right. eleven is uh Burt Kreischer's eleven eleven, man. Not, especially not now. Yeah. God damn that's perfect. Alright, I'm gonna try to sneak back are in. Are you gonna try to come back yeah, in yeah, before yeah. you're on mass with uh, uh Ron Bennington at five o'clock? You guys are taping that, right? Yep. Uh, Bert, what a fucking, fucking uh, this has been so much fucking what a fucking fun. joy this has been the last two days. Hopefully, you come back before the end of today's show, all right? I will, I will. All right, uh, all right I'll see you guys. Man, Bert, Bert's got to run out. Too, man. And uh, the Bert Kreischer videos are up on YouTube. You might squeeze another one or two. Uh, you it, see my jackets in here? Yeah, you can okay. just leave everything. Um, but go to the YouTube channel, Opie Radio. I, I'm, uh, it's the big push to 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube Ooh. channel. We're getting there. Gotta but make there's, it. There's some great videos up there right now. The Burt Kreischer shit. Uh, him, That's great. Him crying uh, yesterday is just unbelievable. And also check out the one we posted a little uh, while ago, uh, one hour earlier. It's hilarious. One hour earlier is going to be a... Great fucking video. 
I'll put it on Facebook and everything else later. But basically, it's Burt Kreischer singing Bon Jovi with his shirt off, and then you just just wait, <laughs> just wait for it, just wait for it. Fucking Burt! I, I promise you will laugh at that one. Okay, Dennis Falcone, why are you in studio? Zika, I, baby. I, think I walk in because Chris and I had something in common. Well, what do you have in common? We both took pictures with Michael Bublé. You like Michael Bublé? Yes, I yeah. do. I like his music. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, I like his stuff. I, I love that I ruined it for Chris DeStefano. I didn't know he had was the list. Was that a studio outtake? or no. Was, no, 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 no. I have the CD. I play that song. That's that, a Frank Sinatra song. I play that song. That, uh, E-Rock, I, that's I, not I, no, an no, outtake. I, no, I heard it. I heard it, but it might it's be. It's not an outtake. He can't say where did words you get with that from? in it. I don't know. There were, I and think he has a problem with words that start with the S as well. I think they might have taken the musical track and uh, just put his voice in there. Look at how small Danny Falcone's head is. <laughs> you got a tiny head. I think we've head. established that already, Chris. <laughs> Tweet out his head. <laughs> what is wrong with your head? But you know, I never really take a bad picture. Dude, the M in Sears X is as big as your head. <laughs> That's a ter- terrible nice head. Now, I, n- I never really take a bad picture, though, when you know, break it right there. You look like the Riddler from Batman. I did. Frank Gorshin. I'm going to go with Mr. Mackey. Bob, Bob Mackey, the, oh, the clothes does. designer? No. I, South Park. I, thank you, Eric. Eric's oh. got it. Uh, yes, Kenny. <laughs> Chris, we don't pick on people on this show. Oh, what? We don't bully. No. What are you talking about? We, we, we just entertain. When I was in here, when you were in here, you kept calling me gay slurs. <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? Well, listen, I don't know. But it was the, painful. Yeah. If the shoe fits, wear it, but... Listen, Dennis, he doesn't do Anxiety Tuesday videos. I haven't done one in a week. I'm trying to get away uh, from right. that. Why are you trying to get away from Anxiety Tuesday? It was a I big hit know. on Instagram. I'm trying to think of something new. Yeah. I'm just judge. All right. Zika is bad news. We don't we don't perpetuate that. But why is he in here? Yeah. If he had just pop in and say hi to Chris. He has to talk to Chris. I have his yeah. picture on my phone. But so you can't follow you Burt Kreischer. Why would you do this to yourself? I'm not trying to follow Burt Kreischer. He's doing a uh, an unmasked today. Yeah, at 5 o'clock with Rod Bennington. I was just Rod. in the bathroom with Your him. Your head Mr. and the microphone are the exact same size. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Kenny's shaking, <laughs> shaking his head. Kenny's shaking his head. Why are you guys doing that? My hands aren't that small. You got a tiny nugget, sir. <laughs> what size? Do you wear fitted caps? Excuse uh, me, Dennis? Yeah. Yes, sir. Chris, you want bad karma? No. I don't. And it's nice to be nice. Well, I'm I'm still mad from what you did to me. To, uh, don't deflect. Month. Don't deflect. What are you talking about? All right. The Zika stuff is old. This is a new show. Oh. Yeah, but I but I had but the bit about his head being the size of the microphone was good. Yeah. No, that, it's that not. had nothing to do with uh, Zika. Yeah, thank, but, thank you, Kenny. For but we just call. Up. But, but, I, I like but to, you, 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 your club soda name has stuck, and that's that's an old bit. Yeah, but that's, but he's his head. It's, no, it's not a bit. It's a nickname. That's his nickname. I call everybody calls him Zika Head now. They call him Big Zeke. <laughs> no, nobody calls me that. Except nobody. <laughs> nobody calls me that except you. No, nobody but a bully. I'm not a bully. I'm not a bully. That I'm not a bully. Yeah, I'm a bully. Can you get a picture of Mr. Mackey up on my computer, please? Are you, you going to be here Monday? Why Monday? Show? I might pop in and uh, play, I'm not play DJ Monday. for Halloween. For who? 
for you. We just pop in, set up the DJ gear, play some <laughs> oh, tunes, really? play some Halloween tunes. Uh, it's a dead I, man's party. I, I might be, uh, I might be out. More. I might be out Monday. Yeah, maybe. Where are you going Monday? I got kids. I got to take them uh, trick or treating. Oh, come on, the old you, schedule. I didn't just, have to you, take a day. You just but started doing the show. You can't I take call days in. for my family. Come on, what are you, three days, three weeks into the show. Come All right, on, man. Dennis, you want to host three hours on your own? No, oh, well, let the man take the time off. Why don't we? Shit. Why don't we have a superstar show like bringing Chris and, uh, and Chris you. has kids that he's going to take Henry. out trick or treating? Oh yeah, it's Halloween. I can't do See, that. Eric why, understands. Why can't your wife do that? There you go. Look, that's your head. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mr. Mackey. No. <laughs> Let's get. You should dress up like Mr. Mackey for Halloween, Dennis. That is you. Look at that. Eric, that's pretty close, that's, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, we just got to get glasses for him. Yeah, can we get, uh, find some glasses so we can take our Mr. Mackey picture? No, I, I have a big head. I wear like a size 6 and 7 eighths or a 7 That's the problem. It's big hat. up here, and then yeah. it goes into like a triangle yeah. shape. I have my yeah. Indians hat today, my fitted oh, Cleveland Indians you going for them today? You're, you're yeah. going Indians over the cops? All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can respect because that. Because when I, when I was small, I used to see Wrigley Field. I didn't know why they had all the weeds on the wall, the grass. But, yeah, like, the, the ivy. Yeah, I know, the ivy. So I didn't. I never really liked it. You know what they were talking about? About uh, the World Series on the way in today, and uh, this this simple fact, which is the obvious one, but mm -hmm. just to hear it freaked me out. Yeah. Last time the Cubs won the World Series, pretty much no one was alive that is on Earth right now. Was, That's uh, pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, no, 1907, 1908. 1908. Nobody was. Who's still alive? I mean, well, I no, mean, you could be uh, 108. So no. there's there's a few 108s. Really? Not many. No, really? Was, isn't that a fucked up That's fact? That's insane. Isn't that kind of creepy to hear? Yeah. There was I, a study that came out said people could live to 115 today. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. That's that. Uh, where did you find yeah. that? No, I, I found it on my show prep stuff. So that's pretty good because I plan on the uh, did you find retiring that on the website. Who gives a fuck dot com? <laughs> no, no, I found it on my show prep. I do some show prep. How come Kenny doesn't yell at you, but I get yelled at? I don't know because it's his show. Things that didn't exist when Cubs won last NL pennant in nineteen forty five. So this is nineteen forty five okay. when they won the NL pennant, right. yeah, not the World Series back in nineteen oh eight. Right. The Dodgers didn't exist. Uh, credit cards didn't exist. Well, they didn't exist as the Los Angeles Dodgers because they were still in Brooklyn. Thank you, Dennis Falcone. Uh, credit cards, diet soda, the Korean War, international air travel, Velcro, Barbie dolls, Mr. Potato Head, uh, pacemakers, super glue, color TV, the NBA, uh, microwaves, uh, satellites, hula hoops, barcodes, and Alaska and Hawaii. Wow. Wow. I like the other thing, though, that I heard it on the way in, that pretty much no one was alive the last time the Cubs won the World Series. That creeps me the fuck out. Well, there's definitely nobody, who, if they are alive, I don't think anybody has a working memory Right. Of when they won. I mean, because you would have to be 108 years old when, and they won it when you were born. I think where my mom is, there's a few 108s. Isn't somebody 122? I think there's a like few France? 108s where my mom is hanging out these days because you hear the fucking screaming, help me! Me. And they grab onto you as you're walking down the hall trying to find your mom's room. How about this? You ever get a, uh, an old person grabbing you? I've never. No. Oh wow, are they strong? My grandma lived to 100 years old yeah. on the dot. Died in her sleep on her 100th birthday. And President Ronald Reagan, I believe, accidentally you get a card from the president when you mm. turn 100. He sent her a card yeah. on her 99th birthday saying, "Congrats to your 100." 
and she it was like a, something that was in like the local paper. They were like, "You fucked up." I'm 99, and then she died in her sleep. On her, she turned 100 right. at you know midnight, right. and then never woke up. That's pretty fucked up. It's insane, up. right? That's a strong contract. We had a whole hundred year birthday party planned. I mean, I don't remember it, but you know, my right. mom's whole party and she died. I hope it wasn't a surprise party. Poor woman walks in, everybody yells surprise, she falls Fuck, down. fucking down. She had a heart attack, right? Yeah, she died in her sleep. Yeah. One hundred. I've done surprise parties for people like Did 80 we ask or 90. You? Just chiming in. <laughs> we asked you. Just adding to the conversation here. <laughs> Just chiming in. Hello? That is Matt. Hello. Oh, hi. This is Hannah. One moment for Matt. Okay, Matt. Oh, I was going to say, Matt went through a little Matt bit. White Cross. You know anything about Oasis there, Dennis Falcone? Yeah. Matt, you're on. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I think I'll see. I, they, they ring a bell. Uh, no, I was talking to Dennis Falcone, who's in the studio. He's a music jock. <laughs> he loves the music. I, I, saw, I saw the Oasis documentary there, Matt. Very good job, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess it comes out uh, when T- uh, tomorrow. Wow. Okay. It's out tomorrow night. It's called. Yeah. It's called uh, what? Supersonic. The Oasis story. That's right. And, uh-huh. and they talk about Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher and how they don't get along and how how their father was pretty much an asshole. See, I, I saw the movie there. <laughs> yeah, you got the gist of it. People don't need to go and see it now. You kind of nailed it. Right. I, I just wish you, you you guys would have focused a little more on uh, all those crazy fights they they had over the years. But um, but the movie is basically the story of Oasis and and how they uh, came to be, which was uh, yeah. We we had a fight with a cricket bat. I thought we did pretty well. Yeah. You get, a, you get two or three good fights from there. Yeah, absolutely. And and it starts out. I mean, Noel, Gall- Noel Gallagher was in another band and then joined Liam and the rest of the guys. And really uh, brought him to the next level, Oasis, and, and and made him one of the biggest bands in the world, if not the biggest band in the world in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, that was a good misconception. I think a lot of people imagined that it was Noel's band and it was Noel's idea. But actually, weirdly, one of the first things he said when we met him, he said, look, I didn't have the confidence. I didn't really have the faith in myself that I could ever be in a band. I just picked up a guitar because I like playing music. Right. And it was Liam who started the band. And then and Liam didn't have any interest in music at all, but he just started a band because he liked people staring at him. Right. And then when he did, Noel joined him. But it was it was kind of the, the people have it the wrong way around, I think. Yeah, Noel was playing, uh, not playing. He was working for other bands, but like as you know, a guitar tech and uh, more behind the scenes. And then he uh, finally stepped uh, stepped forward and joined Liam, and of course, you know, came up with all those songs. He he wrote just about all of them, right? He said he did, yeah. I mean, no, uh, Liam started, once, once he got more confidence, he started writing more towards the end. Right. Some fantastic songs, actually. Some of my favorites. But yeah, initially it was just Noel's thing. And it's amazing. I mean, the, the, the quantity as well as the quality of them, he would be up every night while everyone else was out taking crystal meth or whatever they were doing. He was upstairs writing the next album. Right. Yeah, they, this band loved their drugs, especially the crystal meth, huh? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I think, I mean, I'm not advocating drug use or anything like that, but I think what, what I did, what the quantity and the kind of the, uh, their, their attitude towards drugs was one of those things that it was like, at that moment in time, I think it was quite, there was a sea change happening in, in this country anyway. People were so dishonest about it. And right. very, at the very least, it wasn't like they bragged about it. They just were like, look, I think we need to have an honest conversation about this because there's so much hypocrisy, particularly from politicians in this country. You know, they were saying, look, for us, and for a lot of young people, drugs is just like having a cup of tea. Sure. Which is not something you're supposed to say on primetime TV or radio, probably. Yeah, but yeah. They, they really enjoyed being rock stars, uh, the Gallagher brothers. And, and, and it was quick. Yeah. How many years before it they... so quick. Within a year, within two years, they, they were just uh, the, the biggest band in the world, right? 
Yeah, I mean, from the moment they released their first single to the moment they stepped out on Nebworth, we're at Nebworth, which is the biggest gig of all time in this country at that moment, just over two years. And they kind of, you two had gone on sabbatical, they kind of gone on holiday for a couple of years. So arguably you could say they were the biggest band in the world. Right. Do you think but they were bigger than Michael Bublé? Do you well, think no, they're never going to be bigger than Michael Bublé, but I wouldn't call him a band. I mean, you know, I'd take him out. One-man band. Yeah, we don't, I mean. Yeah, exactly, that's true. I, I, I'm embarrassed. There's Chris Stefano. He likes uh, uh, like Connie Francis and uh, Michael Bublé. And, I'm, I'm and Ace of Bass. You haven't met Ace of Bass? Uh, and Ace of Bass. This guy doesn't know music whatsoever, but he's trying to squeeze <laughs> into this interview. I'm starting to regret ever having met Oasis now. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no. He's not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Because you know, I mean, you, you like the music that your parents listened to first, and then hopefully you, hopefully you branch out after that, but not, yeah. not Chris. He never branched out from Connie Francis. No, you should have at some point, but there's still time, right? I'm gonna watch uh, your movie, and I, you know, I like your accent is is uh, nice. So I'm, and I'm sure I've heard your songs. It's uh, <laughs> supersonic, and uh, right. Well, it's not his songs. He's oh. the director of oh, the director of the, the movie? Oasis story. Yeah. I would love oh, to okay. those songs. I, love, I was in a movie once. The park I think the got songs cut. paid for a very big house. The, <laughs> house, but I didn't the one thing I I was uh, blown away by with Oasis and how the brothers worked together was it. Uh, Help me out. Was it Champagne Supernova that he did in one take? Oh, in the Supersonic. Babe. Oh, so Champagne Supernova. Yeah, no, Liam sang that in one take. Yeah, okay, sure. all right. So let me. Just let, had the, the telepathic yeah. relationship, I think. Yeah, let me explain. So Noel Gallagher, uh, excuse me, uh, Noel Gallagher comes up with Champagne Supernova, right? Hands it to his brother Liam, mm-hmm. kind of like um, what shows him uh, some chords or whatever of basically the the basics of the song. Liam turns to Noel and goes, "I got it." And then in one take does Champagne Supernova. Wow. Just understood what his brother well, he had was to, looking for. It was a soccer game starting five minutes later, so he had to get his priorities right. You know. That is At the end of the day, they're a band. Music's important, but it's not as important as football. Right. <laughs> and, and Liam's voice is just ridiculous. I, I understand after they really couldn't stand each other, you know, Noel Gallagher, you know, stepped out and was trying to sing some of these songs. But, uh, I mean, he did, a, he did a, a, an okay job with it. But Liam's voice is, is so unique and so damn good. Yeah, I think it's, just, it's the combination, isn't it? The two of them, that's why people still, in this country, certainly, I don't know what it's like in the States, but we really miss them. We'd love to see them together on stage because there's something about the two of them together, right. which, you know, separately, they can never quite match it. But, right. you know, no one's matched it, in my, in my opinion. And what was the deal? The, the father was just a real asshole to, the, to all the sons? Cause there was, yeah, that's one way of putting it. There were three boys in the family. That's right. There's the eldest, Paul, is a DJ. And he still kind of hangs out with the brothers. He was, um, yeah, the dad was just, can you I, know, just a, a drunk and, a, and, a, and he used to beat the family. And he was just, a, yeah, it was a pretty nasty piece of work as far as, as far as we can tell. But it was one of the things, he wasn't really part of their life until they became rich. And then he wanted to become part of their life again. Yeah, because the mom, the, tabloids. the mom realized, oh, my God, this guy's an asshole. We got to we got to right. leave. But it's it's kind of yeah, funny. Even in the middle of the night. I didn't even realize there was a third brother until I saw Oasis Supersonic, which is out tomorrow, uh, <laughs> because the third Gallagher brother is kind of like the third uh, Manning brother. <laughs> yeah, it's Cooper Manning. <laughs> do you right. understand, do you understand he's, that he's, reference? He's a very cool guy. I yeah. wish we could have had him in the film more. He's I'm a very, sure he's a nice guy. Smart. I guess he knows them better than anyone else. <laughs> very, I wish I could have had him in the film more. How about you write a song as good as Champagne Supernova yeah. and he would have got more time was, in the movie? He was too busy selling real estate while his right. brothers are fucking mean? drowning in pussy and millionaires. You, what do you mean you wish you could have had him in the movie more? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, he has nothing to do. You know? 
Amos, there's plenty of like, plenty of things he could have talked about. And there was loads yeah. of yeah. Well, yeah. yeah look up, what you think about him. Yeah, yeah. Look up Cooper Manning, and then yeah. you'll understand uh, yeah. Paul Gallagher a little more. Yeah. We, as the fans, want to hear about right, all right. his fucking yeah, times we, he went to the supermarket while his fucking brothers were getting blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, what a yeah. He must have hated uh, Thanksgiving oh. dinner. You got Liam and Noel Gallagher talking about playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people, <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about yeah, a, a house. <laughs> a house he might have sold. He's talking it. about his minivan. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry. Sorry. We got a little excited there, Matt. Uh, oh, and he's That's quite all right. <laughs> Is that the I, brother in the middle? Well, wouldn't you be fat if your oh two brothers God. were so famous? Of course you'd be like fat. He looks like Susan Boyle. The right. worst. Of course you would. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. No, he's a nice guy. I, I'm, I'm just sorry, kidding. sorry. I mean, you know, we're we, kidding. we try to find some humor in some of these things. Uh, Nebworth. <laughs> how many people were at Nebworth? When they performed? Well, over the weekend, it was a quarter of a million people. A quarter of a million people, people to see wow. Oasis. And, uh, yeah, and apparently a fifth of the population of uh, England tried to get tickets. Oh, my Back goodness. Back in those days, you had to stay on the phone lines. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. It, was before, it, was it was before social media and all that, and before we had as many choices that we have uh, today. So it's if you like, Yeah, True. if you liked one of these bands, man, you could easily get a couple hundred thousand people in a weekend. No problem. Yeah. Uh, what was Yeah, that? no worries. Michael Buble, too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Buble's fuck. You got to meet this guy in person, man, if you never Sound. have. It's great. He Matt. sells out all the time. Sells out. Good, good. Uh, you know, Matt. dress is good, good waist. Let me turn you on to something, Matt. He's got the rock and roll behavior as well, right? Yeah. He's got the he, kind of punk attitude. He yeah. can't He can't say ST words. He can't. <laughs> he can't. True. He That's can't. a minor defect in a rock star. He can't. He he does the Frank Sinatra song, I Got the World on a String, mm. and he, he can't say but, string uh, properly. <laughs> and, well, you know, you've got what? that perfection. You don't... Well, once you hear it, you'll never unhear it. Uh, trust me, it'll ruin Michael Bublé <laughs> I for you. That. Um, can I? Uh, I hate giving away shit, but um, well, the, the Oasis Supersonic it kind of ends with Nebworth, and it, right, oh, you blown it now, huh? Well, I mean, it's you blown it now. There's no reason for anyone to go see it. Well, but it made me. This is how good the film was, I guess. So uh, I'll probably uh, get you some eyes in front of uh, in front of the movie. Um, I was I wanted more because you know everything kind of fell apart after Nebworth, slowly but surely. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we used to have like a 20 minute sequence because they went back to the state, right? And it blew up again, and Noel left the, the band, and Liam. Turned up at the MTV Awards and spat at the audience, which apparently you don't do in America. But it's quite a big thing over here. But yeah, yeah anyway, it didn't go very well. But it was just like another half hour of the film, which we didn't really have time for. Oh, like wow. The original cut of the film was like eight hours long. Oh, I could imagine. But apparently people don't want to sit down for eight hours, which is, I think it's ridiculous. I don't know. I, I would th- sit down happily to watch it. I think if you're a huge fan of the band, I, I definitely love Oasis. I would sit for eight hours, no problem. Not in one. You would? No. Not one, and not in one sitting, and not in a fucking movie no. theater. But I would, I would do it. You have to get up to go to the bathroom. All right, so you're on. I would probably. Well, we should do a director's cut. Oh yes, yeah, you should. I would, I would squeeze it out in a, you know, a, a long weekend, a three day weekend. Look at, look at Dennis uh, Falcone. He, he's, he doesn't agree with that. No. Um. What, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, do the brothers get along these days? No, they, they really don't. They don't speak to each other at the moment, sadly. Which is a shame, not only for them but for us, I guess. Wow. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Hopefully, in the future, they'll they'll get it together again. But yeah, they don't they don't speak. They don't even be in the same postcode these days. I heard a rumor they didn't even want to promote the film. Well, no, they they've been doing a promotion. I mean, Lim's been doing a lot. Noel's just come off tour, so I think he's lying low for a bit. But he's he's big fan of the film, from what he told us. So it's uh, yeah, you, it's not from lack of love. Do you think that you the know, third brother? Do you much. think 
Do you think the third brother tries to stay friends with the both of them so maybe he can get written into their wills? That's a great question. Well, I would if I were him. Yeah, does yeah, he? Hell yeah. Does the brother that no one knows about in the entire world? Uh, does, does. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this. I'm making a film about him as we speak. The finances are going to get very nervous. You're making a film about the third brother? Are you really? That's what I'll <laughs> yeah, watch. Paul Gallagher, the movie. It's something to well, maybe not. Maybe not. I was thinking about it. And Paul Gallagher, Mall that. Cop. Uh, what yeah, is what is the know. movie going to be called? Uh, Paul Gallagher. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is, he might be listening to this. No, Paul, uh, you're Paul listening. We're just fucking you, around, man. Come to the state. Does, Paul, he, does he get along with like the other it. brothers? That, Ask him. Does he get Dennis, along with the other brothers? That's what I was getting at. But they're wearing to fucking do some comedy. Relax. Yeah, really we got a music uh, guy in here. <laughs> Come on. Did they get their name from the song? Hold on. Did they get their name from the song "Midnight at the Oasis" from the seventies, or just from the river in the middle of the desert? From Maria Moldauer, yeah, it's a good song. Maybe, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they were big fans. In fact, yeah. a lot of their their style came from her. Yeah. I uh, believe the costumes and stuff, but they didn't survive the first album. Yeah, I, I wow. do. I do have a real question. So, Paul, does he get along with both brothers for real? I think he does. I think he does. Yeah, I don't know how anyone could, but he does. Okay, yeah. as far as I know. And and is the mom still alive? Yeah, the mom uh, was, she so She basically, we went over to see her. She still lives in the same house that they lived in, they grew up and shared together as kids after they ran away from the dad. Wow. Yeah, she's still living in exactly the same place. I, I believe that because she comes across very down to earth in your movie, very down to earth. I mean, yeah, her sons are cool massive person. stars and she's almost like, I don't give a crap. I just want my sons to, you know, get along with each other. I think it, yeah. I think it really I, pains yeah, her that they don't have a relationship. Right. I mean, no, exactly. Like, well, when, they, when Liam got paid serious money for the first time, he just bought her a, a big house, like a mansion on the hill, right. and gave her the keys and was like, right, you move in any time. She's like, why well, would I move in there? I've got my friends and my family here. So, oh. so they, they fixed the front gate. That was it. She said, that's the limit. I don't want anything do else. Think, I think they might have bought her a TV. Do you right. think Paul was he, like, hey, can I, can I get in that mansion? You think, you think Paul was ever like, hey, you know, Ma, if you're not using it, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take <laughs> it. I, I mean, I, it depends on how this interview goes. If you somehow, if you, if you manage to backtrack on all the comments you made up for now, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with Paul Gallagher because I I did not know until the movie that there was a th- there was a third brother. I had no idea. Well, you see, you'd, you'd pay for a ticket if we ran a film about him. A hundred percent. I would absolutely. absolutely. I would. You really need to, and I think I mean you're obviously a great director and you do your own stuff. But if you really are making a movie about him, you gotta you gotta get Cooper Manning to say some words <laughs> yes. for it because Cooper Manning is the exact same problem as this. <laughs> Cooper Manning is also. <laughs> Miserable at the Thanksgiving Day uh, table. He's gotten one shitty ESPN commercial. Do you understand? Do you know about the Manning brothers for real over there? I don't know anything about them. Okay, so so you got Archie Manning, right? He's the old man, and he won a Super Bowl, didn't he? No, No, but he played for the Saints. He was an iconic first round quarterback. Yeah, so you should call them the Aints. We're we're talking about American football here. American football. So you got Archie Manning. (laughs) I I wasn't sure. Okay, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but man, he is a legend, Hall of Famer. Then he has three sons. He has. Peyton Manning, who has won uh, how many Super Bowls? Peyton Manning's won two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. Then you got Eli Manning, who has won two Super Bowls. And uh, Eli's still playing. Peyton Manning just retired after winning the Super Bowl last year. Then they got a third son, Cooper Manning. (laughs) (laughs) But he was injured. That's why he couldn't play. Uh, He was injured. No, we know. He's he's disabled, and you're making fun of him. No, 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 no. no. He was actually the best of all three of them, but then he hurt his neck when he was in high school. He has a crumple spine. Yeah, and he never, and he wound up, I think, 
think I think he fucking wound up being like a car salesman. What? Something. He sells. I think he's real estate. But he's never got. And he says on interviews that he doesn't care and he's happy for his brothers. Right. Which I don't think is true. Well, I mean, it could be true. <laughs> could, well, maybe a road movie, a buddy movie with Paul. Yes, and with Paul and Cooper. Is, you just said. And, Cooper. and James, Cooper, yeah. and James McCartney. Huh? Paul, Paul's brother, James McCartney. He has a brother, James McCartney. There yeah. you go. There you it's go. A, See that? The also rounds. Yes. Yeah, but it's a, we're I'm doing like a three thing. All right. Yeah. I, well, he doesn't have another brother. <laughs> All right. So then, I mean, he's <laughs> not, he can't be part of the movie did, then. Was James McCartney in music? <laughs> I think he is, yeah. Yeah? I think he does do music. Anything we know? No. Yeah. I, All right. It's the same. It's a, it's a shame. I think there's definitely a movie there. But maybe we just we could do reality TV at least. We'll stick them all in a caravan. Yeah. Across the desert and see what happens. Matt, I got to become a super group. I got to tell you, I mean, the movie's really good. Uh, Oasis Supersonic. Thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. You got a lot of home footage. I love the home footage. Love home footage. You like it, right? I'm a big home <laughs> footage guy. They're playing with fire extinguishers, <laughs> and it, it's just really good stuff. Watching, uh, you know. Thank you very much. You're very kind. No, I'm serious. You did a very good job of the movie, um, and it's going to open Thanks, up uh, in the U.S. Obviously, tomorrow, October 26th. Where, where is it being shown? Everywhere, more or less, or everywhere? They, they, I think they're canceling all films tomorrow night, and it's just going to be on wherever you are near you. It'll be on. Nice. Just all right. Go to your nearest cinema. So I think it's Oasis Day tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and, and you set me down a fucking rabbit hole. I was just you know listening to a whole ton of Oasis <laughs> after I uh, you know watched the movie. Oh, good. Uh, what else? Good, you, right? I, I, I honestly, I, I really liked it. Uh, what else are you working on? You you working with Coldplay too? Um, yeah, I'm traveling Coldplay. We're going to Australia in a couple of weeks, um, and we're doing some filming out there. Right. We haven't quite figured out what that's going to be yet because I, I went to uni with them, so I've been filming them since they, before they were banned. But one day we'll, we'll make a film. We'll kind of decide what we're going to do with it, and then we're doing a film about Brian Epstein, the Beatles manager as well. Wow. So that'll be the next thing. Hopefully, we're just casting that at the moment. We're fucking yeah, around. We're fucking around with Mad uh, White Cross, and he's the real deal, Matt. Of course, I knew he You're was the, the real, real deal. deal from the beginning. This guy's the real deal. Ah, uh, bless you. I hope that, that that's a good thing, right? It's not. This isn't like an American slang term for. No, no, no it no, means no. like you're you're doing great. The real deal. I I can <laughs> honestly you. say I love you because you're you're going with the jokes. You're yeah. going with the jokes. You're, I'm I'm, get, I'm getting that. I, I I love you guys too. All right. I feel like we've only known each other for five minutes, but already there's there's something deep going on. It that's does, good, it, man. It doesn't sound like you got a stick up your ass. I mean, you're going with the jokes. I appreciate that. And in the well, end, you go I'm with glad the, this isn't on TV. You go with the jokes and we, you know, and then we get people turned on to Oasis Supersonic. Boom. That's how this works. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, look, if anyone wants to, if anyone knows the band or doesn't know the band or loves the band or hates the band, I think if they get to see this film, they're in for a ride because there's like, spend two hours with these guys. It'll be the most en too entertaining hours of your life. Yeah. You know, they're just they're funny guys. They're really, really funny. Oh, yeah. That comes across as well, their sense of humor. And they're only in their, what, mid-40s, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's five years between them. I think Liam's in his early 40s. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still, you know, they've got time left. I think they need to, you know, the, the clock's ticking, but I think if they got back together... In the next few years, yeah, it'd be an amazing show. I think they were still at their peak when they split up. Right. All right. I, I ran out of things to ask you, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, we can still talk about Paul Gallagher if you want. No. There's, 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 yeah, you don't run out of questions when you're talking about him. I'm going to look up Paul I'll Gallagher see. during the break. Yeah, that's. I'm going to watch it just to look out for. <laughs> right. Does Paul Gallagher have a Twitter? <laughs> my fa my favorite part of the interview. He's like, I wish I could put him in the film more. Really? <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> what was Paul what are you doing? Me? Just waving. <laughs> I got distracted with the two other brothers. Uh, now with hindsight, now we've spoken yeah. 
through. I kind of feel like we should concentrate more on him. I think as a filmmaker, you were you were pissed off that like the home footage had Paul Gallagher in the in the background, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you just wanted the clean shots of Liam and Noel. All right, Matt. No, no, we. Yeah, got, oh, Paul's a fucking <laughs> mess. Looks like Artie Lang. Guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul looks like Artie Lang. He, yeah, there's Liam. All right. If, if, yeah, if, if Paul comes back in a couple of years, maybe I'll come come back with his super group of brothers and, and put you all to rights. I kind of feel like he's going to do so. Maybe this will be the motivation he needs. Was he ever in a to band? Go out there and start his own group. Was he ever in a band? There what? Was he ever in a band? Nope. No, he wasn't. He was. Uh, I think he's been a manager. He's been like a a, a manager of bands and he's a DJ. But right. I don't think he's ever been in bands. Yeah. Maybe now's the time. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. to step out. I mean, his brothers aren't doing anything anymore. I, I, you no, think, exactly. Oh, final question. You think Oasis will ever get back together? I, I think so. I hope so. You know, I mean, I think everyone, you know, we'll, we'll, like over here, we would be desperate for them to get back together. But I think just knowing them now, having met them, spent time with them, I think on a personal level for their family and for friends and for Paul, it'd be a good thing for them to be friends again. But I'd love to see them on stage. You know, I think there's there's nothing quite like the combination of the two brothers on stage. It really is an incredible thing to see in here. Right on. Saw him once in Philly, and I absolutely loved the the show. All right, Matt. Thank yeah. you so much. It's Matt uh, White Cross. Oasis Supersonic uh, starts tomorrow. Nice. All over the place. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you, buddy. Good to meet you, Matty. Don't be a stranger. Thank you call you. back thanks on your else. next project. All and right. Get Paul. Get Paul to tweet us. Sure. All right. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right, <laughs> you know, that song, Supersonic by Oasis, that's part of a category that I call songs with the same title, but are different. Do you remember Supersonic from J.J. Fad back in 1988? Sort of like a hip-hop song. See if you can punch that up in there, E-Rock. He's got a song. Yeah. Get that tune up. Supersonic. You remember it? No, that's hit the road, Jack. Yeah, this is your no. uh, your music. No, this is sort of like I wanna, that. You I want to thank book? Dennis Falcone for stopping by. You remember that book, Wednesdays with Maury? Was it Tuesdays with Maury or Wednesdays with Maury? It, it was Tuesdays, Tuesdays with Maury. So this could be like Tuesdays with Denny. I could pass by. Yes. Denny. I have a uh, a Cleveland sports expert oh. if you want to talk to him about Cleveland and what's going on with Cleveland. the thing. Yeah, who's the expert? Chad Zumach from Cleveland. Who is he? <laughs> he, he? He's a you know a prem you know he's a sports guy. Does he work here? He he makes the rounds. Yeah. All right. Maybe after the break. All right. Yeah. All right. Because we got a break. It's going to get crowded in here. Can you roll? Can you roll Dennis Falcone out of here? <laughs> we'll play Supersonic though by JJ Fed. Uh, might, all right. Maybe. Hit Dennis's Bye-bye. music. All right. What about your catchphrase? I was on. Now I'm gone. Yeah. All right. Take care, babe. All right. Uh, Chris Stefano, what do you got going on, buddy? I got Hungarian flag uh, penguin t-shirts at ChristyComedy.com. I got specifically uh, double, triple, and quadruple X for you guys, I swear. <laughs> so, God, you guys complain. I got those. And then um, I got a show. In, uh, I got shows this week in New York. And then Friday, open up for Sal Volcano of the Impractical Jokers at Hanover University in Indiana. Very good. How come you don't plug GH's t-shirts? I got what, t-shirts. Yeah, you got, and I've, it I. It worked like a charm. I had a t-shirt hanging, yeah. hanging over this monitor, and people were like, where the fuck do I get that t-shirt? Yeah, kid? I want a t-shirt. I haven't gotten a t-shirt. Obradio.com, uh, two brand new t-shirt designs yeah, that are selling very well. Team player? Two, thi- two things I never get from Opie, t-shirts or texts if I'm okay when I'm on the road. I can't figure out your size, or bro, I, would, I'm a dub- I would. Bro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double to slightly double XL. But then you're short this way. 
Bro, what <laughs> you saying I'm stumpy? I don't know what. I, I, I got a weird bond. I, I didn't check in with you in Arizona. No, it's all right. But you did all right? Nah. Did all right. You just so did, I did all right? the laundry. Yeah. All right. Uh, do, do we know if Jim Brewer has chicken pox yet? Does he have pox? He hasn't called. He's right. too. He's incapacitated. He might be too pissed off to call. He <laughs> thought it. Would, he probably thought it'd be fun at first, and then you know it's sinking in that he might have chicken pox, and he's like, "Fuck that! I ain't calling." I'll text him during the break to see where he's at. All right, quick one. We'll be back. Stay there. Opie Radio is back. I, I texted Jim Brewer to see uh, if he has the chicken pox. He's he's not writing back. And Roland said he would check in with us today because he was going to come in. He's probably he's, uh, chicken pox will fuck you up, man. Especially as an adult. You're not supposed to get it as an adult, huh? That's it why shingles. When did you get chicken pox as a kid? When I was a kid, I got it uh, in kindergarten. But did you have to go to someone's house to to get it? I think I got it in school, and I lived with the the my cousin Elena, who when I, I put the dead rabbit under her pillow, I right. said that in the beginning of the show. Yeah. We both got chicken pox the same week. We stayed out of school, you know, and uh, we went back, and it was fine. Every kid got it. See, we have an age difference. Our parents were fucking twisted. If you found out a kid in the neighborhood had chicken pox, okay. You sent your kid to play with that 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 kid, so you could get it. So you get the chicken pox and get it out of the way. There's no way they still do it that no. way in this day and age. Holy shit! <laughs> yes, and you know you're just a kid assuming that. Oh, this you know I I they didn't even call them playdates. I get to you know go over to the, this person's house and play. This is exciting, not knowing in the you know that your parents are forcing this on you to get chicken pox. D- do the chicken pox, do they have a vaccine for it now where the kids don't eat, can just get around it? I don't know. I, don't I, I would know. assume it's one of the shots our kids get. Jesus. But back in the day, we all just got the chicken pox. The fucking pox. And got it out of the way, yes. Oh, look at that. So I'm waiting for uh, Brewer to, to write back. Supposedly he went to the doctor. Lewis, what do you got, man? I see you're in here. Are, are you going to be watching baseball tonight? Lewis. Lewis is... Uh, what do you got a football trophy? That's Little his fantasy, fantasy football, football trophy. trophy. Oh, congrats. Thank you, sir. Thank what, you. Are you excited that he brought in his fantasy football <laughs> trophy? I mean, yeah. You're, I mean, it's good for you. Are you doing what I said and getting like really famous people to take I'm a picture with I'm trying to, it? definitely. What about yeah. Michael Bublé? Bu- uh, Bu- I didn't see him today. Come on. I didn't see him running around Who'd here. Who'd you get so far? Burt Kreischer. Uh, Burt Kreischer. That's Obi, big. Sherrod Small. That's strong. Nice. Yeah, we're, good. We're, we're starting. We're <laughs> starting off. Yeah. Starting off nice. Good place to start. Good place yeah. to start. Yeah. Wild one with Denny. Yeah, did he get I would, one, love, I would love one with Denny. He left already, but I'll get one soon. Uh-huh. Buble didn't fucking take a picture with your fantasy football trophy? I didn't see him. Yeah. yeah. That, that was, was right was, before the show started. Yeah, I was getting ready. Chris ran off to get his picture taken. I could fucking was right there, right in line. Uh, what jersey today, man? I'm wearing an Islander sweatshirt, though. Oh, okay. It's I, cold out. I was invited to the game by Stork, my my old one of my oldest and dearest friends, but I can't make it today. You don't want to go? I would like to go, but They're I think I want to Canadians. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's a lot of good sports on TV yeah. tonight. You got yeah. World Series action, and then you got the Knicks and the Cavaliers. Opening night, baby. Right. Knicks are going to get their ring. Uh, Cavs are going to get their rings. Knicks will probably lose tonight, but I think they're still going to be at least the three or four seed. And the Cavaliers are going to be my team this year. Yeah, the, yeah. My second team. I mean, I'll always be a Knicks fan, but with Carmelo bad? Anthony, it makes it very, very frustrating. So, huh? How many basketball teams do you have? I, I officially only have one. I, I, you know, I can't play that game. What about the Football's Sixers? a little fucked up, but no, not the Sixers. How many games <laughs> are they going to win this year? Nine? Mm, ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Are they going to be better this year? A little bit, probably. <laughs> a little bit, but their, their picks, their guys still aren't playing. People right. are still hurt, I think. Oh, okay. No so. Celtics, Opie? Um, 
No, it only happened with football. When I was in Boston, I followed the Patriots definitely, but not not the the Bruins or the Celtics as as much. Hmm. So, but I always rooted for the Celtics over the Lakers, but that's way before your fucking time, Lewis. Like Larry okay. Bird time. Oh, that was great. Those were the days. That was great, huh? Celtics Lakers going at it over and over again. I Bird always I always went Celtics. Always went Celtics. Uh, what do you got on this? What's, how do you say his name? Marquise Lee? Marquise. Marquise. Yeah, Marquise. Why does he spell it that way? His, his Why parents. does he make it so fucking tough for us white people? It's a, yeah, I don't like it. You don't like it either? No, that bothers me. Being a black dude, it bothers it you, really, or, or really just being a human off. being? Because in the beginning, it was it was more <laughs> being a black dude. In the beginning, it was more like, oh, they, we want something that's going to make them different in an individual. We want something like kind of African. And right. then after 10 years, it was like, you know what? We just wanted to be a little hood. Right. So we'll make it Marquis. Well, I mean, at first it was all right, but then, you know, you start naming your kids after mouthwash. It's, that's it, it, kind of, you know, dial, <laughs> you know, you know dial, saying, it, dial it back a little bit. You're saying Listerine? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Am I lying, Lois? <laughs> no, you're not lying. All right. What uh, happened? I don't know this story. What happened? Is this really true? Yeah. And this is what I was talking about with uh, Jason Williams, but I'll let you get into it. And we talked about it last year. Uh, Marquise uh, Lee says, use of N-word drew penalty flag. They said they were going to do this. They did say, yeah. And they're, are they officially doing it? Or is the league denying this? They're, they're not denying it. They definitely want flags to be thrown for uh, bad language on the field. Right. Yeah. It's it's and the N word is considered bad language. Yeah, it is like, now. amongst, you know, black people. Like I have said if oh, a white guy no, oh, if no. a white guy yells it, you can't do that, that's racist. But if you can't they black people can't say that word I, to each other. They just don't want the word being thrown around on the field. Pretty much. And I, I guarantee it's mostly uh, a black guy saying it to another black guy on the field, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. But here's, here's my problem with everything the NFL does. You can't ask grown men to play with the amount of aggression they play for the fans to be able to hit hard hits to get the fans in the seats is what we love and then simultaneously ask them to conduct themselves in professional manners. Of course. Let them rip their helmets off. Let them run and jump into the front row. Let them say the N-word. You're wanting them to be beasts on the field. The gladiators in ancient Rome didn't have to worry about if they were going to offend you someone. Think they said it? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you think the they gladiators? Were fucking ripping they it. were all about the they, N-word? They probably created it. <laughs> no, no. But, I, I but agree I, with you. I, I, that, that's my biggest issue with this is like, you're pumped up with adrenaline. Come on, Possibly man. some steroids, possibly some human you know, growth hormones, and, and then you want them to, you know, control their say. language? Let them play. Let them say. Let them be in the most free, fucking aggressive beast form they want to be in. And if that includes saying that word, then say it. Yeah. Because guess what? If it's, you say it to each other, if a white guy says it to a bl- black guy, that's only going to fuel them up more. It's going to, and it's going to be fucking great. I think they're worried about the, the mics, you know, picking it up. I'm sure. Picking it up, going over air. And they, they're, yeah, they're a family sure. league these days. Right. So they're like, oh my God, my son just heard the N word as we were watching football. That would be a major problem for, rather than at mm-hmm. home, for Goodell. They should put the NFL on HBO where you can do whatever the fuck you want. Curse, mm. pull your dick out, anything. Well, uh, that'd be great. It just seems like they're going more and more away from the hardcore fan and just trying to please the occasional right. fan that watches every well, now and then. Well, now, I mean, it's it's crazy, and I think baseball is where you see it the most. Now, sports fans are nerds. Like, you can't have a conversation you always with, were. with the truth. We no. always were? No. Yes. No, no, no. Oh, Eric. How so? Always hardest on your What's desk? the difference? What's the difference? Um... Obsessed with stats, knowing everybody's career, every little detail inside and out, wearing other people's jerseys with their names on it that aren't yours. It's the same thing that we do. It's just in a different 
genre. It's just seen as cool. Oh, so you're yeah. acknowledging no, I, you're a nerd as well, but you don't want to give sports fans a, a pass. Because they are what they are. They just they, they deny that they are. I agree that. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I'm, I'm not shit talking. I'm, I'm just bit, saying it's ex- you're on the same level look, as people who are way too into Star Wars me, and Star Trek. And right. All that shit. Me, me wearing me wearing a different player's baseball jersey every day is the same thing as when you come in with comic book shirts or wait in line right. for whatever. It's exactly the, it's same, the same thing. It's the same thing. But my point is, is that now you have guys who have been traditionally been looked at and described as nerds who love Star Wars who fucking you know take hits from there and hairler and weigh 10 pounds yeah. they now are they now talk to you about sports yeah. and it's like I so I was on a show on the MLB network and it was <laughs> My dad watched it, Ooh. and it's like, and it's like, I have nothing. I know sports. I mean, look, yeah, I mess things up. I'm not a statistician, but it's like the only way you can hang on that is if you know what like some players' fucking war was, you know, from ten years ago. And it's like, what the fuck? Can we just talk like like we're on the side? That's what ESPN has become. If you watch his ESPN comments, they're all fucking nerds. Right. The jokes that they that they throw in, it's they're geeks. Right. And it's like, have a real fucking guy. That's going to talk about sports, curse, and get it's, aggressive. Because as the fans, we like to feel aggressive, too. A right. lot of the ESPN guys, it just feels so fucking forced. Forced bullshit. Just, just talk like a human being. That It worked for a while there, but now it's it's to the point like, all right, just back, yeah. back up a little bit and just, just, yeah. just use your own and voice. And as like a sports fan, I feel like, guess what? I'm, I am dumb. And that most sports fans are traditionally fucking idiots. So let me make some mistakes. I don't, I don't, ha- I shouldn't have to know. I shouldn't know every s- stat. Right. What are, the fuck am I doing? Are, are you a meathead? A meathead? Yeah. I mean, I, you said I, you're dumb. I just want to. I'm dumb. I'm smart, but dumb. I'm like good a, in school. I, a meathead? Are you a meathead though? That's I'm not, like, I mean, I don't think you get dumber than being a meathead. I don't think I'm a meathead because, you know, I have an education. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I'm just, yeah, I think there's times where, like, I don't catch on to things, you know? <laughs> I don't think I have the body of a meathead. I wish I did. Instead, I have fucking sag tits. <laughs> but you're not using uh, sports as a way to prove your masculinity. I'm not. I, I'll say this. That's I'm not using sports as a way to prove my masculinity, but I do think every woman would prefer that their man know a little bit about sports. I think it's a little to women, a little bit like mm, I don't know if this guy's going to be Knowing able to protect a me. About everything is good. It's good. If yeah. you know, t- if you're one of those sports True. guys that knows way too much, or all you care about is sure. football, girls hate that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I agree, but I think it's just the traditionally a manly thing to do is to love. No, it's taking off sports. Sports podcasting, yes, yeah, it's is completely. Huge. You know, Lewis. I know. I was completely I mean, taken off. I'm obsessed with fantasy football, obviously. Right. And uh, ESPN has a daily fantasy football podcast. Right. Every day they they post, right. and I listen to it every day. But it, right. is it is is garbage is what uh, Chris was saying about watching ESPN, where he's saying they don't speak honestly. You know, it's a lot of uh, fluff yeah. and bullshit and everything else there. They're not talking about real people. Are they doing that on the podcast? No, though? they talk a lot of shit on the podcast. See, that that's that doesn't make any sense. Same company, and they're doing two different it's things. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Some of the people that are hired to at ESPN, I know they don't know anything about sports, because if, if one of the other, like, actual ex, you know, sports talent that they have on the air... Ask them a question or veers the conversation just a little bit off script. Their fucking heads explode, and oh, they really? have no idea what to do. They, it's obvious they don't know what they don't know what they're gonna. They don't know what to say next. Were they hired because they're pretty? 
pretty or, you former know, former sports stars, former sports stars or like, you know, I think whatever quota they need to fill yeah. that these people are plugged in when it's like, why don't you just get people who know a lot about sports? Right. There's someone from every culture who knows a, a ton about sports. Just get them. All right. Well, Marquise Lee says use of n drew penalty flag. So this is happening now. I can't believe this. Jaguars uh, receiver Marcus uh, Marquise. Mar- Marquise. Marquise. Is it Marquise? Yeah, Marquise. Let's it go Mar- with Marquise, Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, was penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct during Sunday's 33-16 loss to the Raiders because he used a racial slur. Lee said he used the N-word, but said he used it in response to several Raiders players also using it. The NFL instituted a rule in 2014 that penalized the use of abusive language, which in- which includes racial slurs. It also includes a fine of more than $11,000. So this is right to your point. They want these guys to clean up their language on a on a on a on a sports field. That's crazy. It's fucking ridiculous, sport. man. Doesn't it's make any ridiculous. sense. So the other team can handle it. They don't give a fuck because they'll, they'll give it right back to you. I hate it. I know he, uh, the Raiders player, he used to slur against. Uh, woke up the next day not worrying about it at all. Yeah, I just said that uh, at all. Just like I woke up uh, not worrying about it. I feel like you're going to always have that issue because you're going to always have situations where emotions flame up <laughs> and both teams are going back and forth and things are going to get uh, said regardless of if the ref likes it or not. Yeah, exactly what we said. Stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever but i think they're trying to protect their family image and they're scared that some kid is going to hear the n-word or some other some other fucking word while they're watching the game and not a lot of people remember this but the nba actually did this yeah not too long ago they did an image overhaul uh where they started making Allen iverson wear that sleeve because he had a tattoo that was deemed uh irresponsible right what was his tattoo again I don't even remember. I'd have I know, to, this have has to been many years. Yeah. They started making them wear suits right. to the game. Couldn't wear jerseys that on the sideline. stupid. I think yeah. they get penalized if they don't show up. They don't to, show up in a suit. They make they you don't do show that up in to the... high school, too. That's yeah. just dumb. Who gives a fuck? They want to show class. These guys want to wear fucking, you know, sweatsuits sweat to the uh, to the stadium. Let me say hi to Matt in Virginia. Go ahead, Matt. Hello, boys. How are y'all doing today? We're, Hello, uh, hey. we're, we're definitely doing it, my friend. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. But I want to tell you guys, it's not because of the family aspect of football. What has fucked the NFL over time and time again in recent years has been the fantasy fucking draft. (laughs) Fantasy football has completely... Sorry, Lewis, I know you're carrying around a fucking trophy. It's all good. But the fantasy football has made it so that nobody follows a single team anymore. They all follow one fucking individual so that they can say, oh, my fucking fantasy fucking team won. So the problem is that the NFL is trying to appeal to all these people that are following all these fucking games. It's not just they're appealing to the one person who may watch the game every once in a while. They're trying to figure out how the fuck to appeal to everybody because everybody is fucking watching every single game now. But isn't that a positive thing? Fuck no. It's not a positive thing if I only would watch the Cowboys before, but now I'm watching almost every game on the NFL Sunday slate. Isn't that positive towards the NFL? You're not a team player anymore. No, because... I'm an NFL player, which is what they want. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. I get that. But are you able to focus on the Cowboys, or are you too worried about your fancy football team? I would How rather the work? Cowboys win a Super Bowl than me win ten years in a row. All right, but I'm not I'm not into the fantasy football, but I have a lot of people around me that play it. And you watch the games with these guys, and they don't even know the fucking score of their own team because no. they're too they're too worried about uh, you know their 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 uh, fantasy football. No, that's not me. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, so I used to work at a very, very high profile sports bar. Um, lots of locations. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a sports guy, though. But, right. uh, but the thing is, is that on a Sunday, you would see more people that would have so many fucking requests to watch these different fucking games that every single, every single TV inside of there had to be different, right? But right. they would never focus on one fucking game. They would say, oh, hell yeah, over there for someone who just got fucking tackled. But it was because they were, I don't know, some, they, on their fantasy team was the fucking defensive line for the fucking Cleveland Browns. Like, right. what the fuck is going on? Right. So you have so much of a disconnect that they're trying to make money out of nothing. Because they're, they're saying, oh, what? they're watching all these games. No, it's because you jacked up the fucking price on the fucking NFL fucking ticket. Nobody can say the fucking Super Bowl anymore. Now everything's a big fucking game because nobody gives a shit who's fucking playing. They want to watch the commercials, and then they want to root for every single player that was on their fantasy league. It's fucking a waste of time. You have no loyalty whatsoever to any team anymore. Hey, Matt, I I just wish you would have used the word fucking a little more in that (laughs) that rant of yours. I was hoping that I was going to be on the NFL network so that way they could fucking bleep everything out. All right, there you go. Thank you, Matt. Oh, fucking Thanks shit. for the call. I appreciate fucking it. Fucking Matt. Fucking right. shit. Adam in Jersey, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Hope? All right, buddy. Um, I've been calling for about 29 years to you guys. Um, I just want to know that this is probably the best move you ever made away from Jim. And um, when you get back with Anthony, it'll be really amazing. I kind of feel that's coming some way. Well, we're certainly on good terms, me and Ant. Then what happens to me, though? Well, you get pushed right the fuck out the <laughs> what door. The fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? But I, I do want to also rebut that guy who just called in about the um, fantasy football. Yeah, you agree with him, right? No, he's crazy. Thank you. Um, I'm a diehard Giant fan. We tailgate every game. Yeah. Um, the place is packed. I also play fantasy football, and it has just – I know every player now. I never did that. I never had that growing up with just the Giants. So he's totally wrong, and I just wanted to rebuff his comment. Right. So if one I'll of t- your fantasy players plays the Giants, who are you rooting for? Uh, Giants all the way. Well, see, In there fact, you go. I had, a, I right. had a pool going once when Norwood was going to kick that field goal. Yeah. I was going to win about $2,000 if he made it. Yeah. Of course, I'm rooting against it, and it never happened. Right. So, you know. All right. Fantasy football is fun, but, you know, Giants, though. Yeah, all right. It's always the Giants, though. I, I love watching the Red Zone, and I, I don't oh, yeah. and I don't play fantasy football. Oh, I watch the Red Zone, too, even during a Giant game sometimes. Fuck, I <laughs> but, love uh, Right. Red Zone is great. Uh, Red Zone's the greatest invention ever. All right. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate your phone call, and thanks for listening to the new show. All right. All right, right. All right. Let's go to Mike Francesa, speaking of sports. I can't get enough of Mike Francesa. Oh, I haven't heard this. Oh, my God. Uh, Mike Francesa, should I give it away or just play it? Let's just play it. He's he's not happy. All right, I can say this. Mike Francesa is not happy about some of the changes that are coming to Yankee Stadium. Play it. Oh, we got to turn it off first. A hundred square foot area will be located on the 300 level in right field and will be outfitted with Yankee themed playground equipment, including baseball cards and baseballs. Okay. 
children be able to play among the colorful fixtures? Television monitors will ensure that no one misses any of the game. Because, you know, you got to remember there is a game actually going on here. Nursing mothers will have an additional private space, which includes lounge chairs, televisions, and power outlets for their breast pumps. So that's great. Because, you know, I, I really, I've been wondering where those moms could go during the game. So now that we have chairs with special breast pumps, we got that covered. Because that's what I was thinking about. Hey, where do you go if you're nursing during the game? I mean, uh, come on. Got it. Is this the mall or is this Yankee Stadium? <laughs> but he makes a good point. That's That's a little strange, right? I mean, how many, I, I'll say why it's strange. How many moms are really breastfeeding a kid at a at a baseball? Uh, yeah, baseball game. I mean, it is in the Bronx. I've gone to games my entire life. I don't, I don't remember seeing one mom that needed to breastfeed uh, their kid at the game. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe but now they employees? got now they got special sections. Special sections just for breastfeeding. Are we the only stadium that's going to have that? I, I that's a very good question. I would assume uh, if if Yankee Stadium is the only one, uh, a bunch of stadiums will follow suit. Follow suit, and uh, you know follow their lead. But uh, I, I don't mind all the stuff they're adding to the stadiums because baseball to me. Somewhere along the way, it just became extremely boring to me. I'll watch the right. World Series, right. but I, 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 brought, I was brought up a huge Mets fan, watched every game with my brothers. We couldn't get enough of these games. And I just I just don't have the attention span to sit through a, a, a whole game. Especially, especially when your team, you know, is pretty much out of it. It's almost impossible. I don't know impossible. how you continue to watch. So when I now go to these uh, baseball games and there's other things to do, I, I, I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of a fan of yeah, wandering watch, around and seeing what else is going on. Watch women. He's going to draw a lot of perverts to that section. You're going to have guys be like making up lies. Like, hey, right. my wife is breastfeeding. Where's right. that section located? <laughs> They're going to go on StubHub and try to figure out what, uh, you know, the perfect seats. Oh, the are where you could take a little peek at the breastfeeding moms. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's fucking weird. Uh, what breastfeeding? No, breastfeeding's fine. Oh, okay. No, well, yeah, breastfeeding's awesome. I thought we were getting along, man. I was ready to fucking <laughs> get pissed off. No, I love breastfeeding. There was a there was a young mom breastfeeding her kid at a bus station uh, two or three days ago. It mm. freaked me the fuck out. Man. Big big boobs, huh? Big and full. <laughs> Fucker, full. And then you're the pervert for turning around and taking a second look. Yeah. You're the pervert. You're the, how is that How is that fair? I thought you were going to say you're the pervert for turning around and taking a second photo. <laughs> taking a second snap. Go back to Francesa. Let's see what else he's bothered by with this whole Yankee Stadium uh, move. The enhancement. Is this Sunrise Mall? Is this, a short, is this the Short Hills Mall or is this Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Enhancements will include seven new social gathering spaces. Isn't there a game going on during this? I mean, isn't there? A, is this like for during the game? Isn't there? Isn't there a game going on? Which includes seven new social gathering spaces. Is this Match. dot com or is this the Yankees? So, in essence, the Yankees wanted you to know that they had an overwhelming thing from you to open five new restaurants at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> All sponsored restaurants, the Budweiser Party Deck, the AT&T Sports Lounge, the Bullpen Landings, the MasterCard Batters Eye Deck, and the Sunrun Kids Clubhouse, where you can also, uh, if you need to, use the breast pumps. There you go. 
what that has to do with baseball, I have absolutely no idea. They just, Back after this. They just want you to enjoy your experience a little more. Well, they know. They know how boring the yeah. games are, so they're like, let them, let's give these people something else to do yeah, and well, spend money on. Well, Debbie, the ticket lady, she gives me tickets every once She's the best, Debbie. Oh, you know her, too? I know Debbie, yeah. I thought it was fucking special. Then I realized she like <laughs> takes care of everybody. Well, she takes care of anybody through everybody. the show. Everybody. Is it just the show? Just the show, yeah. You get right. it through Roland. And and uh, when she gives you those special seats, the, have you been in the restaurant? I forgot the name of it. The the Delta Skybox? No one wants to leave the restaurant. It's so awesome. The they, restaurant is great. Yeah. They'll miss the first two or three innings because they're still eating food and, and enjoying Enjoying, yeah, you know the uh, the the restaurant. Food's great, and yeah, the, and then finally they they walk out and you know walk out to their seats and, right. and check out the game. Right, line five. Oh, the moms are calling. All right, yes. Let me say hi to Trish on Long Island. <laughs> Trish, Trish. Hi guys. Hi. hi. What's going on? So, Chris, I was that breastfeeding mother at Yankee Stadium. You were. Wow. I was. Did you notice Every- Opie in the corner? <laughs> so, no, my daughter was four months old. I got my husband tickets for Father's Day, and, you know, she was hungry. So, sat in the seat. She was in the ergo, and I just nursed her right there. Oh, so you just did it in, from your seats in public. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. You wouldn't get up and, and find the breastfeeding section, would you? No. Right. It was actually a good game, so, you know, why am I going to miss the game when, you know, it was actually interesting at that point? Yeah, but what if a foul ball came your way? Then you'd expose a tit. (laughs) No, we weren't in foul ball territory. We were, like, under the overhang, you know, it wouldn't have gotten us. Can I I ask you something? How cool are you with your breastfeeding? Like, do you you let a lot of it out, or are you, like, kind of shy about it? And bashful? I was kind of shy. Like, I would cover up like you right. know it was rare that i would just you know i i never like exposed myself i like the moms that are all about it there's obviously <laughs> way too much skin showing and they're like what's up man i don't give a fuck my baby's hungry <laughs> did you and let your husband you like that too lewis right they make some hard eye contact yeah. <laughs> hard did you let your husband taste the milk a lot <laughs> of women do that what did you let you did oh, you I also, I also nursed her at islander games Really? All right. Yeah, I took her to the draft party, uh, the blue and orange scrimmage, nursed her right there. Wow. She's a true fan. Nothing is going to stop her from going to the games. I love it. You right. don't have to go home early anymore. Thank you, Trish. Yeah. I got to get to April. She's, uh, she really wants in on this as well. Uh, April in New Jersey, go ahead. Hey, guys. I was just uh, calling in about nursing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, my husband's a huge fan of the Yankees. I'm from Detroit, so we went to the Yankee-Detroit game. And uh, I went to the guest relations office and asked, you know, hey, where can I breastfeed? And they're like, you can do it right here. So I just sat in a chair while everyone was standing in line and <laughs> uh, with my back turned to a crowd of, like, 10 people. And I was like, well, this is kind of weird, but... Hey, it worked. It was like 90 degrees that day, too. So I would have done it from our bleacher seats. But, yeah, it was uh, quite an experience. I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of the uh, turning the back. You don't like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not a fan where they turn away from you. <laughs> Be proud. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I had no problem with it. I just don't like making other people feel uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable at all. But uh, I have been known to stare, and I have been known to double back a little bit. Lewis is with me on this. I like that. A little bit. A little quick, bit. Quick question, though, because I don't want to be the only weirdo. Yeah. Right. 
Oh, sure. Neither one of you guys has taken a shot of breast milk before? I, I never did. Oh, yeah. I did. You did? Okay. Not it wasn't my, that bad, right? It not is. my wife's. Same, okay, same here. Same here. That's the what? chick that I knew. April, thank you. I got to tell a little story now. I, I, All right. Thank you. Thank you, April. It was Pat Duffy. He used to work for the show, and we decided to make uh, breast milk uh, ice cream. Eric, did you try it that day? I did, yeah. You did? Yeah. So, I think it was Sam, me, and you. It was, uh, yeah. So uh, Pat brought in his sister's breast milk, okay. and, then, and then we made homemade ice cream. <laughs> That's awesome. A lovely vanilla flavor. Ugh. And so uh, I've told this a million times, but I'll tell it again. So then I, I take a big scoop, and I put it in my mouth. And at first, it's like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> then the gamey uh, taste kicks in. At first, though, it tastes like any vanilla ice cream you would get at the supermarket. And then the uh, the aftertaste kicks in. It's and like rotting boy, cantaloupe. is it rough. It's like rotting armpits. <laughs> really? Right, Eric? Is that a good way to explain it? I, I thought Nothing it against more... Pat Duffy's sister. I would assume all breast milk was like this. Yeah, it tasted more like if you uh, ate cantaloupe after it was still ripe. You know, a very spoiled piece of fruit. That's it was horrible. Uh, what cantaloupe that was left on the picnic table a little yeah. too long in the sun? Yep. Oof. I feel well, that way about goat cheese. Oh, goat Can't cheese. eat goat cheese. I fucking hate goat I cheese. Fucking hate goat and cheese. I'm fed a crumble. I'm fed a crumble. I'm a fed a crumble guy. But I can't do goat cheese. I had goat cheese today. I ordered a I ordered a grilled chicken sandwich and the guy put goat cheese on it. Right. And I was like, I can't eat it. Why go goat cheese when you can go feta? Feta is the or, fucking or best. Blue. Or better yet, American. American. Fucking America. <laughs> uh, I got to go to Sean because someone asked if this breastfeeding thing has is if Yankee Stadium is the first stadium. And it turns out, no, not even close. Wow. Let's go to Sean in Minnesota. Sean. Yeah. Hey, the new U.S. Bank uh, Viking Stadium has little pods all around the concourse that look like photo booths that are for breastfeeding. How did this start? Uh, yeah, we just popped the picture up. Uh, we'll tweet it out. That's Opie crazy. Show on Twitter. Opie Radio is my individual. And, yeah, they're pods. Does anyone yeah, I don't know when it came to this. I mean, uh, my wife's pregnant, and when our baby comes, if I want to go to a game, we're going to get a babysitter. You know, yeah. and she'll pump some milk so that baby's got some milk while we're gone. I just don't see why you bring a baby to a sporting event anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's silly. True. I personally don't care. I really don't care if a, if a woman no, is breastfeeding her kid. It doesn't bother me, her, but, if it, her kid. but if it was me, I just wouldn't do it, you it, know. It's really strange because obviously some kind of group, uh, excuse me, I'm burping, uh, complained and they had to set up these pods. Privacy p- for pumping or breastfeeding. What, oh, what else could you use these pods for? What do you mean? Yeah, I bet you yeah. can use it for a lot of things if you can sneak in there. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I'm sure some people, some some drunk fans, took advantage of the oh, breastfeeding yeah. pods for yeah. for other uses. Some of these outlets are going to be a little sticky, right? Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you, man. Yep. Can we play the Scotty Pippen thing too? What did he do now, Scotty Pippen? Oh, what oh, did he yeah, say? Yeah. He got divorced from his wife, right? I hear he's going through a divorce, yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. You know but, because of who, right? No. Rapper. The rapper Future. Oh, Future banged his wife? He basically stepped in and banged his wife. Fuck. Yeah. Stepped in. Because yeah. they were married together. They were 20 years. 20 but, years. Damn. But that's Future's thing. He has it in a few of his songs where he says, if I see your girl and I like her, I'm going to take her. Wow, so and that's few, what he did. So future, I those see there's there and there's guys out there that are like that. Yeah, they love it. That's what they love they to love do it. is take somebody's girl. Yeah, and, and those guys will get fucking laid out though. And Pippin's championship rings couldn't do anything. 
No. <laughs> to save his wife? No. I'm kidding. Uh, but Pippin, uh, well. Pippin's ripped. He said that to stay in shape, he would order cheesecake or like some type of brownie or something like that and just smell it and then put it and then not eat it and give it to somebody else. That's tough to do. I would never do that. That's extremely tough to do. Do you have the take me out to the ball game clip? Yes. Yeah, so Pippin. Uh, oh, I heard about this. I didn't see it, though. It's it's wonderful. He had a very tough time with uh, take me out to the ball game. Here, pop this up. Why do they do this to this? Cele- Why do they do this anymore? Because it's because of this. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the ball. I don't care oh. if I'm. You like this, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating. Let's go, Kobe! Is he uh, head injured? Jesus, that was Doesn't awful. he sound like he's head injured? Why not go through it just once? Just Google it once. Or how about just have the words in the booth for the Please, just let them read it off a fucking cue card. Do you know the words? You go, no, I don't. All right, here. Here's the words. Boom. Right. Or maybe they want you really just to fuck it up. They probably do. Yeah. Uh, let me say to, uh, hi to Ed in Philly. Ed, what's going on, Ed? His wife is hot. He's banging Hey, man, I, I definitely like to give a look when the ladies are breastfeeding. Yeah. But uh, I, I found out you shouldn't make comments. My buddy's wife uh, pulled it out the other day at like a kid's party. Mm. And I, I really didn't mean to, but I was like, nice. And I just got stared at. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't say anything. You got to make sure you you're not noticing. <laughs> you're not noticing a. You got to work on your peripheral. Your, your peripheral vision. You got to work on that. There's yeah. exercises for that. Well, thanks. Thanks for the advice. All right, Ed, thank All right. you, buddy. Uh, and then one other thing, uh, we're on the sports thing. Tiger Woods has only one regret. What? What do you think his one regret is? Not fucking Hannah Storm. Mm. I don't know. I would, you want to fuck Hannah Storm? Oh, God. Dude, I love Hannah Storm. Why do you love Hannah Storm? I think she's a fucking piece of ass. Really? I love fucking Hannah Storm. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Hannah Storm? I seriously love <laughs> Hannah Storm. I always have thought she's like the hottest anchor. Hannah Storm. I love here's my the hottest sports people to me. Okay. Hannah Storm. Yeah. Carrie Champion from ESPN. Okay. She's fucking you you don't like what? Nah, just keep going. You don't like her? Just keep going. But you only like white women, that's why. I was gonna go Rachel Nichols because she looks like a dirty, dirty white. Rachel girl. Nichols looks Rachel <laughs> Nichols is Rachel Nichols get it, but the other one is um the one with the insanely fat ass. Beatles cute too. Beatles cute. Yeah. Not Michelle Susie Colbert. Who's the girl with the insanely fat ass, the Jewish girl? I can't get over Hannah Storm, though. What are you talking about? She's great. Ah, she's all what right. don't you like about Hannah Storm? She's just all right. Come on. You think she's how like you'd bang her or you think she's, oh, she's cute? No, I would. Ba- of course. Yeah, I'd love to bang her. You don't like that? Come on. I got some weird ones like that, too, Chris. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't think if Meryl Streep walked in here right now, you I would fuck Meryl Street? rip her apart. Meryl Streep. I, I like climb her. I like Helena Bonham her Carter, too. And I want to fuck, fuck her. As a black guy, you can't say rip, rip her apart. What, what can I say? I don't know. I think you got to calm it down too, a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. Just yeah. looking out for you. 
I would be mm-hmm. friendly with her. You like Merle Streep. I like Merle Streep. Uh, Tiger Woods has one What's regret. the regret? Did, did he queue it up? Yes, it all right, let's hear it. Here's his one regret. He was on you know, CBS this back, morning. The only regret I have in life is not spending another year at Stanford. And I wish I would have had that's one more year. That's the only regret. That's the only regret I wish I had. Of all the things that's happened. <laughs> of all the things. That's all, Everything I, all the things me. I've learned. That, that's been all the things <laughs> I've been Charlie through. Rose. tough. Yes, they've been tough. But they've been great for me. But I wish I would have gone one more year at Stanford. What? That's his only they've regret. been great for you? That's his only regret. <laughs> There's definitely, I'm telling you, there's definitely a girl he wish he fucked. Yep. That he did it, and that's what he's meaning by that. Yeah, what does he mean by staying at Stanford for another year? Just to there's a girl hang he, out with more college girls? There's a girl, he doesn't know her name. Did he graduate from Stanford? I guess or not. Or did he leave early to, you know. I guess he left pursue early. Pursue his uh, golf career. I guess he left early. That's his only regret? regret? Jesus. He, and now he's saying that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna start winning majors and beat uh, Jack Nicklaus's record. No, he's not. Doing That's what that. he's saying. though. he's like, he, I'm he's not do doing that. I was talking to a golf pro actually last night, not anyone you would know by name, and he said that you, you he believes Tiger's coming night. back. I mean, Tiger is going to come back, and he believes that he can maybe squeeze out one more major. And this guy said, and win ten ten more tournaments, but only one major. Well, he has. I don't even think that's possible. I don't. I, the the one, one major is possible because uh, you know somebody could any tournament someone could get really hot. I don't. What know. you say, Paul? He left after two years. Oh, okay. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. So his regret is he wanted to get his degree at Stanford. When's the last well, what time about he won? The, what about the shit he did to his wife? He doesn't. That, he doesn't regret any of that. I don't that? think he cares. The the mother of his children. What? What did he have to give her? Seven hundred million dollars or something? How about uh, how about this regret? Having your dad's genes. You see his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the. Uh, he's got the LeBron. He's hairline. got the Earl now. He's yeah. got the Earl on top. I think his father's name was Earl, right? Earl Woods. Yeah, his, uh, it's looking a bit cotton candy-ish up yeah, there. Yeah, you got to cut that. That's his only regret, though, that he didn't stay at uh, Stanford. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, he's got bigger problems. Yes. I'm so. oh, sorry, did you just say his head was looking like cotton candy? Cotton candy-ish. That's yeah. hilarious. I've never heard that term before. Really? And it, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might have to steal that. I love that. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, what did you say, Eric? Line four. You want me to go to line four? Why? Let's go to Dan in Cleveland. Dan, go ahead. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, two things. Uh, back before, Chris, you said that NFL should be on HBO so they can swear and pull out their dicks. Yeah. Some coach, I think it was Washington's coach, got in trouble because he took a piss on the sideline yeah. this weekend. It's on the, the, <laughs> the interweb. But. That's I, great. Okay. That's I, great. I heard about this. I have not seen this yet. Yeah, I saw. Well, I didn't see it, but I, I read the article. That's fantastic. How did he do awesome. it though? Oh my God! He whipped it <laughs> out right into a Gatorade cup. <laughs> it looked, it yeah, it looked, it looked like Damn. he went behind like one like the review cameras and fucking just whipped it out. And... Oh, we'll tweet this picture out. Perfect. Uh, it's TM. It's on TMZ. But the, uh, wow, I heard about this. But man, I think I would just pee in my pants at that point. Doesn't have too big. Yeah, of why a not? Grip around it. Huh? Like, <laughs> what'd you say? It doesn't have too big of a grip around it. No, it looks yeah. like he's holding a micro penis, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a little small black box. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an engagement ring box that's yeah, covering. If his you're going to do that on the sideline, you're not going to pull the whole thing out. Oh, right? You would just stop. pull a little bit of the head out just so you can peek no, it in Stop! There. It's this motion that you can tell there's nothing going <laughs> okay, on. Because right. if you got a piece, uh, you, you would be like this. I, I know visuals don't really work on the radio, but that you. looks like he's holding something very small. 
Yeah, he has a little pee-pee. Uh, Dan, thanks for that. I, I, I can't... Yeah, but... Hello? What? Yeah, go ahead. All right, yeah, that's not what I called for. I just I just remember that. Um, I don't know a lot about golf, but why couldn't old fucking Stanford boy stay in college and golf still? You don't have to golf in every single event, major event, do you? Oh, uh, well, I mean, sure. how old are you? Tiger Woods was so ridiculous that you know they couldn't hold he couldn't hold himself back. He had to get out there and, and turn pro. Well, if, he's, if he's that good, he would. He knows he would win the tournament. So go do some tournaments. Fucking go to. I guess part time. You know. There was so much money to be had. He left college after two years and turned professional. Yeah, I mean, he was unbelievable from a very, very, very early age. He was on the Mike Douglas show as a three or four year old hitting balls. That's for the old timers out there. I remember, I've seen the clip with Bob Hope. There's Bob Hope and uh, and and a very young Tiger Woods. I think he's like how old are they saying he is in this? Is he three? Oh, he's two, 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 showing off his golf swing. Yeah, that's the reason though, Dan. And I don't blame uh, these athletes that leave college early because if if you can make the money, then fucking get out of college. Oh, no. that chubs. I would have left elementary school if I could have made twenty bucks. Exactly. <laughs> right? Why? Why should an athlete that. stay in college and get their degree when when they could sign a fucking pro deal and make millions? I, I don't agree. Think That's th- why I, we all go to college. So you, hopefully you get a really good job and make a lot of money. So if you can make the money right away, why not? And I don't right understand there. why they why the kid why you can't just continue to go to college like online or something like what's the big well, deal i mean you could go back to college eventually but it's really stupid because uh a lot of these guys are forced to stay you know at their college program and then they fucking blow out a knee or something and, and ruin their chances of making the millions thank you dan blown out a knee golfing nah it's well uh, I mean, tiger's blown out everything with his fucking <laughs> yeah. his load. all right thank you dan uh, i think we're running out of show and i think brewer just texted me uh-oh uh, does he have pox what I wrote to Jim Brewer, you okay, hearing you might have chicken pox. He wrote, woo, yes, passed out. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Holy shit. Is the woo, yes, answering my you okay? Or is the woo, yes, answering hearing you might have chicken pox? And did he pass out from the pox or did he fall asleep? Or maybe he fell asleep instead of calling in. I don't know. We got a cliffhanger. We'll Whoa. have the answer tomorrow. Wow. Oh, good. And then my uh, my niece uh, will babysit for me. That's good. That text came in. Oh, there you go. Hey, what? what do you do? Why? You go to the Islanders game? Well, now that I don't have to get up at 4 in the morning anymore, I'm starting to enjoy my life a little bit. What night. are you doing? Well, tonight I'm supposed to see the record company. Oh, that's right. I'll go with you. In Brooklyn. You want to go? I'll go. I got a show. I forgot. I have a show in Brooklyn tonight at 8.30. Yeah. At the at a diner. So, you know, my career took off. All right. I, I think we're going to be playing the record company's uh, set from, from their show tonight on this fine channel over the weekend. That's pretty damn cool. And I uh, got the record company coming in uh, Thursday, I believe. You've stuck to uh, they. They were one of those. I was here when they came in. They're fucking good, man. They're wonderful. Tomorrow on the show, Phil Collins. Whoa. That's a big I sat next to him at a, at, a, at a game, at a Knicks game on Easter Sunday. Was he nice? He was great. He offered me Easter candy. Did he really? Yeah, I got a picture of it on my Instagram. <laughs> what kind of candy? I don't know. You know, fucking whatever that yellow marshmallow peeps. All right. Eric's saying we got to go because he doesn't want to cut into the replay. It gives him more work if we just keep babbling. Chris Stefano, what do you got? ChristyComedy.com, Hungarian flag, uh, penguin t-shirts. Um, and then I got other dates coming on there. So just check it out. All right. With that, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Lou. OB Radio.
Tschüss. Tschüss.